is episode 153 sure. of You Watch, I Listen. That sounds about right. Um, and Josh, how are you? I'm doing good, but did you know that somebody's having a birthday? Ooh, I heard it's a big birthday boy in our presence. I heard that there is a big birthday boy, and I, I also heard that this birthday boy, there's only really one way to describe how we feel about this person. Okay. Uh, and I think we have to list all <laughs> I kind of bungled that. It started right in the middle of where I wanted well, Honestly, it left off where my Instagram story did with the song playing. <laughs> so, Manfro, happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, happy guys. Happy birthday, Michael. So, you're 30 plus officially. 32. 32. How do you feel? Shit. Like shit. Yeah, I feel like shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, big old motherfucking duffel bag of shit. Yeah, I was talking to my dad, though. He put it in perspective for me. He's like, you think you feel bad at 32? I'm 72. Dude, yeah, I, I think about like how bad I feel at 32, and I'm like, oh, my God, five years from now is going to be rough. Ten years from now is going to be worse. Yeah. And ten years after that, I'm hopefully not living anymore. <laughs> is there like a 37 club? A 37 club? Like there's the 27 forever. Like, What do you think happened? 37 club is when you go on like uh, ED medication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, I'm only getting bonus for dudes now. <laughs> You've said that to me for a few years, and at first I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I was getting close there, bud. So... Uh, I want to ask a couple birthday questions. Yep. Uh, what is your most memorable birthday you've ever had? Oh, boy. Uh, I think I, for my mem- most memorable birthday, I think I got, like, some wrestling action figures and a sweet video game. I think it was, like, Road Rash. Oh, nice. So, 64. N64. So, this was probably, like, what, like, 10th, 11th birthday or so? Yeah, yeah. It was... In that ballpark? Yeah. What I, I, Do you remember any of the ra- wrestling action figures you got? I had... Uh, I think I got like the badass Billy Gunn Road Dog. Like, oh, the combo, the DX combo. Yeah, I think my grandma got me like uh, the Big Show with the Titantron. Oh, was that the one that had the thing on the bottom of the foot where if you put it on the Titantron, it played their music? Two metal pieces. Yeah, yeah, I had that same fucking thing. All right, so most memorable birthday was that. What is your worst birthday or worst birthday memory? Well, I had a couple really bad ones, like after we graduated. Okay. Where you, I even get it, I even got it today a little bit, where you just feel like depressed. Yeah, uh, that definitely happens. I feel like, especially, I mean, it's surprising it was like right after high school. I feel like as I've gotten older, you kind of care like a little bit less and less kind of thing. Um, but so, what were what you, your birthday plans? Are recording you watch? I listen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any plans for? Obviously, we're going away this weekend up to Cooperstown. Yeah, but I'm, I'm booked for every day. Yeah. Ever. So uh, ever. Yeah. So what's your plans tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, nothing. No. <laughs> so no, you're gonna play your Xbox, your new Xbox. Yeah, I got a brand new Xbox, and that's like, I think why I get depressed on birthdays is because we were young and white, and like when you're young and white, you have like sick birthdays, like. Yeah, I, I like a Power Ranger birthday party. One of my best was when I, I think it was like fourth or fifth grade. My dad took us all to paintball. Oh, nice, and nice. And we had like the single shot. Like you had to pump it once. And yeah, yeah. And you only get one shot and you, 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 you just had to shoot it once and <laughs> yeah. then pump it again. So everybody else had automatics and like we all ran out there and we all just got lit up. Got wrecked, yeah. Because like, we had a team of just single. Did anyone get like wrecked particularly bad? Yeah, Mike Trainer. Mike Trainer did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that got, sounds like, very accurate. He got like shot in the neck and he was like laying on the table. My dad's like, oh, you'll be fine. Uh, he's like, ah. Dad came later on. He's like, Mikey, get in there. So then he had to put his gear back on and like go back in. I, it's still not as bad. Me, it's still not as bad as a kid eating cat shit at your birthday party. No, no. <laughs> but like, 
I think that's why I get depressed nowadays because back then everything was it was your day. It was important. It fe- like, you felt like the the center of the world. Your parents let you stay up late on your birthday, and you fucking everything was about you. You got a cake. You had a party. Basically, cool presents. But I also had a birthday. My mom's birthday is the day after mine. Okay, and so happy uncle, birthday, Mrs. Miss Manfro that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, and my uncle's is literally the same day as mine. Okay, so happy birthday, so Uncle it always, Manfro. You always get the families together, and my dad's is ten days before mine. So it, oh, in August, we oh, it all blends into one. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, it was always cool because I didn't give a fuck about anybody else's birthday. Especially when you're birthday. a kid, it doesn't matter that adults have birthdays because when you're the kid, it's all about your birthday. Just like when you, um, especially if you had younger siblings, and Josh can attest to this. As you get older, you get less shit on Christmas, and it's more about your siblings, more or less. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. And uh, but uh, so. Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, Friday, we're going to Cooperstown. Yeah. Pumped. We're going to... Um, I think we'll probably get drunk on Friday night. Yeah, um, I, think I, I think I will. Yeah, do some road sodas on the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, it, it all depends if Daddy's okay with us well, driving well, with him. <laughs> road sodas is cool and all, but like beer does not like do good with me, and I have to shit. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> but I've seen you drink a lot of beer, but you're... Okay, you could do road white claws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, road white claws. The same idea. You just have a flask of vodka. <laughs> I, oh, dude. A, fl- I, a flask of like whiskey or scotch makes sense to me. I fucking hate vodka. Mm. I can't drink... I don't know the last time I did like a shot of vodka. It shit is fucking disgusting well, to me. I did it was Thirsty Boy at fucking Ralph's house. He, or no, no, it was at Greg's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas in July party. He yeah. comes over with a solo cup full of like... Vodka. Three quarters of a cup of vodka. And he's like, drink this. And I was like... I took a sip. I was like, dude, I can't You do were this. very thirsty so at Christmas then, in July. So then what I did was I, I took the rest of the seltzer I was drinking and mixed it in with the vodka. Okay, and a little spritz. I chugged it like super quick. Oh. So then I went from like Michael to Manfro real quick. No, like you... Like I, I know the progression of like when you cross over... And that was a particularly fast crossover because I felt like I was talking to Michael. I got up for like 10 minutes. I went and hung out with like Smokey and Cinnamon. I come back and there's Manfro. Yeah. <laughs> and then we played Nutball. You can tell, <laughs> tell when Michael's crossed over because Meg's nowhere near me. Yeah, <laughs> she, she books out quick. Yeah. <laughs> One comment, she's gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I lose her for most of the night. And then <laughs> for I, most of the year. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get back into the conversation and it'll, it'll usually go for another five Five minutes would be, like, good. Yeah, yeah, five minutes is pushing it. Yeah. Um, so Josh, how was your last couple of weeks? Anything exciting happen in your life? Uh, I mean, not particularly. Um, my sister asked me to be the godfather of my niece. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and I'd like to do it, but I, I'm uh, facing a little bit of a... Uh, I love you like a brother-in-law. <laughs> I love you like a brother-in-law. <laughs> Phil, turn, turn that off. <laughs> so, Josh, it was asked to be the godfather to his niece, right? Yep. And it's a, especially in Italian culture, it's a big deal. But there's one part of that that isn't just as simple as like, oh, yeah, I'll be the godfather. It's like you don't just agree to it. It happens. It has to happen in church mm-hmm. where the kid is. It's a christening. Correct. Yep. And you have to be confirmed to be the godfather. Now, uh, Miss, Mr. Marcella here never got his confirmation. Right. Um, did you get your confirmation? I got confirmed to Presbyterian Church. OK, so he could be the godfather in your stead. <laughs> and you, he could be like you could be he could be your proxy. For all Godfather decisions. But if but, you do that, you'll be in debt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but realistically, so uh, I, your initial thought was like, oh, I just go to a church, say I need to get confirmed, and then like, you know, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Yeah. But then I'd like, it's not that simple. <laughs> like, you got to be part of a parish. You tell them you went to Newark and you ate the fucking bread and drank the wine. Well, my first thought was after I was like, you could do it like this. I'm like, mm, say you're confirmed. Like, you're not lying to anyone but God, and I don't even know how religious you are. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, you're in there. Yeah, I'm confirmed. Like, I mean, we could get a certificate. We can make a fake certificate. And, I mean, do you really want to go through that whole process, and then you got to do, like, volunteer work at the church and shit? Greg's ordained. 
That doesn't get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Universal Life Church <laughs> confirmation. Get confirmed up at Cooperstown. Yeah. It's, so because I know the confirmation. Is there, like, <laughs> he's he is he? Yeah. His ghost. His statue is gonna fuck. I remember him. when um if you remember John, um was it Shepard died? Bob Shepard died yep. and George uh, George Steinbrenner was like shortly after, right? And then we went to a Hooters trivia night and we always made like our team names really offensive. Like we had a science teacher in high school, Mr. Rose. He was always at trivia night and we'd make our team names like Rose is a virgin, Rose molested me. And when that happened, we made our team Yogi Barra's next after that. And people were fucking pissed about it. That's so fucking funny. Yogi's, it's a fucking joke. Relax. I think Elton John's next. He, I've been I, saying that for the last three years. It hasn't happened. Yeah, it's like we've all been saying Tom Brady's going to suck soon, and that hasn't happened. Um, so I think that if we do the Photoshop of your confirmation, that'll get the job done. Like, is your sister that adamant that you have to be confirmed for this? Or is she even aware of the process of this? I don't know. I got Is gotta she like confirmed? Her. No. Then how is she? Her husband is. Okay, so only one parent has to be confirmed? Well, I mean, the baby doesn't technically have a religion yet, so... Oh. Babies can't have religions, and allegedly they, they can't have genders. What are they? Uh, what's a religion in Cabal? Just do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> Sorry, it's a very offensive. I just saw a thing today about uh, all the stuff happening in Afghanistan that some school <laughs> took a. <laughs> the class to Afghanistan oh and now they're stuck. It's like 34 kids. Like, yeah, we're going to... Who signs that permission slip? Like, you're going to go to Afghanistan. I don't know. So my alone time with mommy. <laughs> <laughs> let's get them kids yeah, over there yeah, as, may, as And maybe they won't come back we get some new kids. Um, so, how, do you have an idea of how you're going to handle this? And when is the baptism happening? Uh, sort of have an idea. And it's not happening until October, so I have some time. Is this going to be a process like getting a suit for Greg's wedding? No. Where it's going to be like the day before you go to Kohl's? Well, <laughs> I'm I, here for a confirmation, extra large. <laughs> I always said to myself that if I was ever to go back to church, because I, I have no plans on going back to church ever for sure. anything. Unless it's like someone dies and then I feel like the, or a wedding. the paint is like peeling off the walls. Okay. Okay. So if I ever go back to church, I want to do like, uh, how do I say this? A black church? No, I was saying that to you recently. The Forrest Gump, like when he's no, dancing. No, <laughs> the Blues Brothers, James uh, Brown. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> do, you know what it says on ja- do you know what it says on James Brown's uh, uh, headstone? What? <laughs> I felt good. <laughs> no. Um, so I guess we'll have to figure this out. Maybe we could find a workaround. I know some people. I can ask some <laughs> questions. I actually do know some people that might be able to figure something out. Because right. um, I know when you're a kid, you got to go to like CCD and shit. Yeah. Um, if we did this, like faked it, we'd have to give you a fake confirmation name as well, which I'm going to get to pick if I help with this. I'm going to pick your... It's going to probably be Jose... Or to really go with the... It has to be, like, there's, like, a set list of names. That you it's probably, it, I was going to say Anthony, but... <laughs> Anthony, Anthony. Yeah, Mario, Mario. I can, picture, I can picture Josh, like, you ever see Saturday Night Fever? Of course. You seen Saturday Night Fever, Josh? Yeah, yeah. When he's like, hey, uh, father, father. He's like, oh, don't call me father anymore. He's like, I, you know... I, it's like Rickety I, Cricket. And he's like, oh, uh, well, you know, the Pope, he gives out these abortions, you know? <laughs> you think he give me an abortion? <laughs> like, I can picture Josh being at the club and, like, talking to, like, Can you give priest. me a confirmation? Yeah. Hey, could you give me a confirmation? You know, I heard the Pope does that. You know what's funny? Saturday Night Fever, everyone just relates it to like this gay disco movie, but it's a dark fucking movie. It's a great movie. Okay, but have you seen the sequel? No. There's a sequel that Travolta directed called Staying Alive. It oh, is, I might have seen it. It is horrible. Yeah. You might like it though. I like Dice's fucking John Travolta. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Travolta. But um so Manfro, besides uh birthday today, how was your last couple weeks? Anything exciting happen? Uh yeah, well so I took some money out uh not too long ago. Okay. And uh I got a big chunk of it. And yeah. I paid off my credit card debt. I 
cleared the forbearance on, off of my house. Okay. So I did all that shit, and I realized... All the, all the adult things. I had, like, 70000 in my bank at one point. And then after I did all that shit, I had, you know, maybe fifteen twenty or whatever. So I was like, I'm feeling good. So the uh, 25% of that money that I got from my union or whatever, I was supposed to get in June. So June comes, and I don't... Get you didn't anything. get it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like the beginning of June, I call them. I'm like, when am I getting that check? Like, oh, well, it's processing, so maybe like the end of the month. I'm like, okay. All so right. July comes, nothing. No, no check. I call them up last week. I'm like, hey, listen, when am I getting that 20 grand? Because like when you're, you don't have money and you're sitting on, and you know you're going to get 20 grand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it bur- like you always say when you have money, like you can burn a hole in your pocket, but yeah. when you know you're getting money, you're ready to just burn that hole yeah. in your pocket. So I'm like, I got audited from 2017 taxes. What? So I called my tax guy. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Why it, did you it, get audited? It, it's just like the IRS did a random audit or whatever, and they said that I owed 40. They usually audit like business owners. <laughs> yeah, $4,700 they wanted me to pay. So I'm what? like, okay, well, what I have in my account, if I pay that, then I'm going to be kind of like in rough shape. Yeah, yeah. Like super good shape. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, so I call up the, the place, like the union, and I'm like, yo, when am I getting that 20? And they're like, oh, well, you got it this year. So the books have to clear for next year, so you'll be getting it next June. I'm like a year and a half. A year and a half from now. After I applied for it, I was like, "What do I have in there now?" And they're like, "Oh, well, you got fifty thousand in because I only had thirty thousand left in there. You got fifty in there now, but that's because of the interest. It's some kind of crazy bullshit." And I'm like, "Wait a minute. So I'm not getting any. Of this. So can I apply for more of it? Well, that'll fuck up the interest, and then it'll be all confusing. And then it's I like was taking like, money out of a four hundred one k before you can actually you actually should kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and I was like, just like. Okay, but I was more responsible this time when I got the big yeah, yeah, yeah. money because I was like, there was one time, a couple times when I was like fucking selling the hockey cards to eat that week. Yeah, yeah, you I remember. Know what I yeah. mean? And I was just in rough shape. So I was like, I'm actually glad that I wasn't the total dick and blew through that fucking last of my money. Yeah, it's probably a good thing you're not into nose clams anymore. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> or hotel room. <laughs> or hotel room nose clams and slit. Yeah. And <laughs> now you're into guys. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah, no, it's, it's all, <laughs> so I'm in, a, I'm in a good spot, but when someone tells you you're getting something at a certain date yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah. get it, you're kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, and especially it's actually, when it's a, a, a large sum. It's actually a good good timing, though, because like, Probably by next year, at some point, I'll be going back to work. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully infrastructure bill. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to like, and then make real money again. What real? I think last time we talked about this, you said you thought you'd be back at work probably in the winter-ish time, winter end of winter, spring time. Uh, well, it was gonna be September, like September, and then our uh, of last year they were supposed to start up jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it, it just kept on. It, it went from like September to July, and then it went from like July to fucking. Like, I called them up <laughs> like two weeks ago, and they're like, "Yeah, you're, there's not, nothing going to open up till January." Yeah, I think that's what you said, like January. Like, oh, all right. Shit. Well, good thing you have this gig right yeah, now. Well, then. the gig I got now is good, except he, f- oh, he made me mad. Maybe don't talk about it on here. No, no, I can talk about it. <laughs> okay. So he's an avid listener. He's just waiting yeah. for Manfred to say something stupid. So <laughs> he knows I collect hockey cards. Yeah, yeah. And the other day we're doing a job for this lady, and she's a very nice lady, and. He goes, oh, there's the Opeaches over there in the corner. And I look, and I'm like, ah, you're fucking full of shit. And then he's like, the lady's like, what? Did you, you collect hockey cards? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I got something for you. And she comes out with this metal box and gives it to me. And okay. she's like, here you go. Here's some hockey cards. So he grabs it out of her hands, and then he puts it in the back of his truck. And he's like, I was like, yeah, um, you know, am I going to get those? He's like, no, we're partners. 
Oh, like, oh, and it's not even something he does. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was, I, I just, I would have been so I'm, mad. I was so mad. Is he even a hockey fan? No, like, or is he, he gonna bring him some collector he, he and see what he can get for and, it? And if you saw like Billy Orr, or no, <coughs> Billy Orr, Billy Orr is the guy I used to work with. Bobby, if you saw, <laughs> if you saw Bobby Orr or like Wayne Gretzky, he'd be like, he'd be like oh, okay. So, but realistically, what he'll do is split. Did he? Did you end up splitting the cards? Well, no. He he's telling me that one day I'm gonna get them all, but like, because he has. He has like sounds like a two-bit hustler. Yeah, well, a he, scallywag. He, says he has like <laughs> stuff from over the years and stuff that he's and he's like, one day you're gonna get a box. You're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna know what to do with them. And I was just like, uh, it's gonna be literally just Mar- Martin Brodeur cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shitty ones. We don't take stuff off a job. Yeah, yeah. That's like we if someone's paying you to do a job, you you're not there out. to go through it. Like, cause he said like when he hi- like if you hi- sometimes you hire guys and that's what they want to do is they want to go through people's shit. Yeah, yeah. And they like want to storage take, wars kind of thing. Stuff. That they think that they has can value, yeah, yeah. But we don't do that. Like, if you pay us for a job, we so do you it. guys have integrity. So, yeah. So if someone hands you something and gives it to you, it's ours. Okay. But he's like, it's, it says, you see, did you read the side of the truck? It's, it's Brett's truck. We got it. It's not, <laughs> it's not Mike and Brett. And I understand he's yeah, paying he's, me good. Yeah, yeah. He's, you got to look at it that way. I'm not. So it's, I was mad about it, and then maybe one day I'll have a big box of hockey cards. Imagine you. T- I'll be in heaven. He he's what he's gonna do in that time is he's gonna take that box of hockey cards. He's gonna bring it to the collector. He's gonna look at them, and he's. Be like these seventeen are worth this much money. He's gonna take the money for him, then he's gonna give you the shit. Yeah, well, that's what like a lot of. <laughs> that's people, what I would do if I was him. A lot of people like I, I look at my friend's sports cards collection. Sure. Because they're like I have no idea what these are worth. Yeah, yeah. And nine times out of ten, there's jack shit. Yeah, yeah, of and course. I, I reach, recently did this with my friend Vinny. He's in Kentucky, and his uncle passed away and left him some cards. Okay. So he's going through this bin, and he's like, big money, big money, big money, It was probably worth like $32 total. No, he had an Ichiro rookie card numbered out of uh, $1,999. So that's... And it was in good shape? And it was... From what I saw in the pictures, it was in good shape. Like a seven or an eight? They left it just with a pile of cards. So, I mean, I don't know, understand the grading system, but I would assume that alone probably puts it at, like, between the five to seven range on grading, if it's in decent shape. I looked at it. It doesn't look like it. It probably grade high, like, seven or higher. Okay. And um, Which has monetary value, obviously. And it's a numbered card. And numbered cards weren't, like, in 2001 when he was a rookie. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah, 2000, 2001 when he was a rookie, there wasn't a lot of numbered cards. No, no. So his rookie card goes graded. For four to five hundred dollars, the the bare raw card without it being graded is like one fifty nine at least. That was like the lowest. So and it probably is going to go up more in value when he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so yeah. Him, or hey, dies. Hang on to that because he was like, oh, I, then he was showing me like a Walter Payton sticker card yeah. from when he played, and I was like, that's a sticker. Yeah, and it's like, not I, worth. And shit. I saw one that was graded because I was like, who the fuck grades stickers? And what was it graded? And like the, it, I think it went for forty bucks graded at ten. So it's probably if you're like a big Bears fan or Walter Payton fan, someone, it has like more of like a sentimental value. Someone will buy the graded cards that he has, but he's, you know, you're thinking when you see a Walter Payton graded and it's a good grade, you're like, oh shit, it's worth a few hundred bucks. You're thinking like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like in real, real, all realistic, you're like, you're looking at maybe forty at tops. Interesting. Well, and, I, and he was like, should I go to a card shop and sell these? I was like. Those guys will fucking rape you. I got I got caught on um I get caught on a lot of the uh, Pawn Star videos on Facebook because you see some cool shit on those. Like someone brought in Johnny Cash's like Mercedes that had his autograph on it and shit. I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. And someone brought in this hall of baseball cards, right? Yeah. And there was a couple in there that they put that he had right up front, and he was like, this one's worth like eight hundred bucks. This one's worth like eleven hundred. But he's like, had to be a few thousand cards, right? And he's like, I don't know, I'm I don't really know baseball, but I knew these were worth something. So they, you know, do the time lapse of them going through it, 
and it was a few thousand cards. He's like, I'll give you $78 for it. <laughs> it was like a same thing with comic books. Like yeah. someone brought in this wild haul of comic books, 200 bucks. Yeah. 200 bucks. And, and now, like, it's funny, like comic books, you think like, oh, I got this Marvel, this old Marvel comic book. And then like it, the Ninja Turtles from the 90s is worth more. I have one comic book that's probably worth something. And it's not even like a regular comic book. It was when the Ultimate Warrior came back to WWF in the 90s. <laughs> and they did a comic book series about him. They only did like three issues. I have the first one autographed by him. And it's like in pretty good shape. And when I saw after he died, like the Scott, the price on it fucking skyrocketed. Yeah. And obviously, the longer he's dead, the less stuff that's going to be in circulation autographed. Well, you were probably an asshole kid who, who read it. No, I didn't actually. Uh, no. Um, no, he, I, because I, I went to the actual autograph saying I didn't actually. No, I had a copy of it. I could read. I had oh, too. Okay, okay. Um, because they, I had a copy that came in the WWF magazine that month, and then I went to the autograph signing where they did all of them right there. And that dude was so juiced up. Like I remember being young and being like, "Holy shit! Like <laughs> this is a real life monster." When I was when I was six or seven, I walked by Sid Vicious at oh, Fun and that guy's US. seven foot, Fun pre time, leg break, Fun Time USA, and like I was like, "This guy's a god." <laughs> yeah, when you see the when you're young and you see those professional wrestlers in person. Actually, my brother told me a story. I think it was Psycho Sid back then. Yeah, but when he was in WWF, it was Psycho, Psycho Sid. Sid. It was Sid Vicious yeah. in WCW. Um, when I was a little kid, my my we went to Disney World, and my brother. Ben he was like, I was too young to remember this, but I remember tell, hearing the story like, guys, look, look, that's Reggie White. Literally, Reggie White was just there hanging out. No one noticed it was Reggie, him. Reggie, yeah. you eat your junkie soup? <laughs> we, we have a picture when I was like two, three years old. This guy was a fucking monster. Oh, like, yeah. that's it. And you got to think, like, NFL players back then were big, and they're way bigger now because they're all on HGH. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, he uh, just ate a lot of Campbell's. Yeah, and then he had sleep apnea and died. Yeah, that, that <laughs> it, it happened to the best of us. All right, so why don't we get into reviews? Um, I, I, I'm going to go first because you gave me an album that Manfro gave an album that we both listened to. Yep. So I'll go first with yours. Um, so you gave me Seosin self-titled album, correct? Seosin, Seosin. All right. Uh, you were making a comparison in the album Taylor gave that he called the quintessential um, emo album for him because he said for him it bookended the end of the emo era. And you said for you this is your quintessential emo album. So I actually knew a lot more songs on here than I thought. And there was one I heard and I was like, mm, this was a MySpace song of mine at one point. And it was uh, You're Not Alone. <laughs> um, it's a great album. It's it's I, I loved everything about it. Uh, obviously, the songs I knew I really liked, but everything else on it, the whole album flows really well. And frankly, that might be my least favorite song, maybe because I heard it so much, was You're Not Alone. And it's the one that's the closest to like a ballad on the album. Yeah. Um, but overall, right, I, literally the first song I wrote, I, even, I stopped writing notes for a lot of them, but um, it's far better to learn. I wrote This Rules. It's a five right off the bat. Um, everything on this album was a five for me. Sleeper's great. Um, it's so simple, great. Voices I knew. Now, this is uh, the stretch where I thought it was at its best was uh, Finding Home, Follow and Feel, Came Close, and then my favorite track on here was I Never Wanted To. Uh, I like how it slowed down. I thought it was paced wonderfully, structured perfectly. That, to me, is the best stretch in the album, that middle chunk, which a lot of times you don't get on albums. Yeah. You, the, a lot of times the middle of an album will be filler, and the back end of it could be filler as well. But I thought that was great. Collapse is a five. You're Not Alone, I wrote, definitely was a MySpace song. <laughs> uh, Bury Your Head's a five. Some Sense of Security, a five. Let Go Control, a five. I wish I was into this when it came out. I kind of, when I listen to this stuff that I knew was around when I wasn't listening to it, I had to like emotionally teleport myself back to that time. Yeah. And I, like I said, I knew voices and You're Not Alone. There was another one I knew that I'm forgetting right now. 
Um, and I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Like, I'm picturing myself in that time because when emo kind of blew up, I was not that into it. It took me like right around the time Where You Want to Be came out by Taking Back Sunday to start really getting into it and right. Funeral for a Friend and all that shit. But um, it's a great album. You know, the uh, vocals on it match the music perfectly. And he does have like that whiny voice kind of, but it suits the music perfectly. A lot of times I don't like when it could be heavy, whiny, or... Um, like too light and whiny like there's has to be a blend there and i think seosin does it particularly well um i am bummed i missed out on it. i don't know if they still play or uh, they tour really uh, if they toured i would absolutely go they're one thousand uh, percent their history is kind of tumultuous so they've had two different lead singers they had anthony green who's part of uh circus survive yes given you before yep um and then uh, i actually I don't even shut up circus survive circus survives so awesome boring fucking Go listen to 303 Jerk I remember, Off. I remember. Sit I on went, one of their CDs for your birthday, stupid. I went stupid. to Bamboozle, and they had Dashboard Confessional, which I was pumped for. Oh, they, okay, you called that gay, and you're like, <laughs> I like Vindicated. That's a good song, but screaming well, infidelity. So this waited, juiced up goon that sings pussy shit. I waited so long to, like, because I was coming down. I just saw Attack Attack, and I was like, oh, I was in the pit and everything. And then Dashboard played, and I was like, they waited their whole set. It was so terrible to listen to, just for Vindicated to come on. They played Vindicated's that. a great. I actually like that song and then a lot. Circus Survive came, and I was like ready. To, I was like, I had all my energy ready to back, rage, and I was ready to rage. And it was like, everybody was sitting down and like meditating. Oh, so Dashboard killed the vibe. No, Circus Survive. <laughs> but you just said everyone was bored for Dashboard. But at least, at least Dashboard has Vindicated. Circus Survive <laughs> don't have shit. They have like stupid dude, fucking uh, white I will, people. Problems. I will only, dude. If you talk about dashboard confessional, Wait, your man. hair is everywhere. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that shit sucks. This is awesome. dude that's all tatted up, and you think he's gonna be this badass? And he's he talking looks, about. He looks like Hal Sparks from Queer's Fault. He, he, <laughs> he does. <laughs> um, but yeah, Josh, great album. Yep. Uh, five out of five. Not a thing I would change on it. Um, I've been listening to it all fucking week. Uh, perfect fucking album. And defines like the emo era. And I wish I was more into it back then. Uh, I'm going to dive into more of their stuff going forward. Nice. All right, so Manfro, you gave us an album, and this was on the heel. Yeah. This was on the heels of um, the passing of Joey Jordison, the drummer of Slipknot, yep. um, because it was part of that like that era. metal, new metal kind of breaking through kind of stage. So you gave us Soulfly's Primitive. So I had heard quite a bit on here, um, just because one of those things like when we were that young, and you have. Bear Share, LimeWire, Kaza, yeah. Napster. You were downloading like bands that were like it, and you'd get those bullshit ones that are like Slipknot, Corn, Fred Durst, and Soulfly. One song, one time only, and then you pick it up and just a woman. Uh, uh. <laughs> so there was a lot of Soulfly I had on mix CDs and shit like that. Um, so I liked the album. I liked it a lot actually. And this was another one where I was like, the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is cool. And then I was like, all right, put yourself in that that mindset of when it came out. And if you heard this for the first time, it would have been the coolest shit you ever heard. Yeah. So uh, I gave my grades on this. Um, let me find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so back to the primitive four. Great opening track. I, I like the music on it a lot. Uh, the it's like the what what. Yeah. <laughs> I like that shit. Pain is a good song. Uh, bring it. I gave a five. Yeah, this is what I wrote for this. This has my fight and fuck seal of approval. <laughs> First half, I want to fight. And then at the two-minute mark, when it slows down, 
I can make sweet, tender love with my dick. And then it gets heavy in the last 30 seconds or so. This is when I dump the gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Jump the Fuck Up, Corey Taylor, Five, yeah, it rips. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lombo, weird song, yeah. but I liked it because it's kind of like gibberish kind of stuff. I was waiting for Lou Bega to come in because it's almost like Malambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sun Song, um, I like this one. I gave it a five. Now, the singing parts in this one, I was like, this kind of sounds like Alice in Chains a little bit, like yeah, the melodies. Yeah. It's John Lennon's son. It was Sean Lennon that was singing on there. Oh, I um, Yeah, yeah, it's Sean Lennon. Lennon. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Boom, I gave a four. Terrorist a four. The Prophet I loved, I gave that a five. Um, I'm not judging Soulfly 2. It's just an instru in instrumental interlude. Fine. That's when he has a didgeridoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only song on here I hated was In Memory Of. I thought that was a total waste. Like, the, the, the rap I didn't like. The sound of the yeah. music I didn't like. It felt just so out of place on the rest of the album. But there's a bonus track. Is that, are you getting up to that? Uh, I have Fly High next to four, and I didn't actually get the bonus track then because I'm doing it on Apple Music, and maybe I just missed I think it. it was on the Apple Music. Um, uh, Fly was, High four, I thought, was a really good way to close out was, the album. Was Fly High the one that had, like, the... The, the chick clean, singing. The clean vocals? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, a girl was, singing was, on the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a chick, and she's actually the, the... I was reading into it, the sister of one of the rappers on that horrific song. Oh, okay. Um, So I really like this album. I added pretty much the whole thing, except that that rap song was total dog shit. Yeah. That was horrific, but everything else I liked, I'm going to give a solid four out of five. Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with you on the four out of five, you know, solid album all around. I remember listening to a lot of this, you know, this was kind of like that. You, you threw things on mixed CDs all the was, time. It was in our wheelhouse, but they didn't get the mainstream. No, no, not at all. Uh, attention that corn. You might catch them on like Fuse at night with that hot bitch, whatever her name was. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Juliana. Juliana. Jul Juliana, she was a yeah. fucking smoke show. I still show. follow her. Oh, I, I my posted God. on Instagram and I was like. And Perry Caravello liked it. This girl was like a part, a pivotal part of my childhood. Oh my, no, what, your masturbation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I posted it like to see if I could get her attention in my single days. Yeah, and like did I you? I don't think I got. I don't think she responded to it. <laughs> she was like, no, she was absolutely one of those people. Like you would stay up because the music was cool, but you're looking at her, and she kind of had like, uh, she was always kind of slutty. Like one of those girls, like, oh yeah, she fucking takes it in the shitter. She fucks. <laughs> she fucks. But Josh, go ahead. You said four out of five. I think she was banging the guy from Typo Negative because like whenever no, who he wasn't? was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I'll say about this musically is I really like uh, you can you can really hear the bass in this. Yeah, the bass uh, the bass is the lead. It's kind of yeah. the bass actually kind of reminded me of Corn. Like it was like almost that weird like slap pop yeah, like kind of thing. Slap pop feeling. You know, it sounds different. You know, gritty. A lot, of, a lot of this type of metal from that time period. You don't the bass just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. You know, you got like these crazy drummers like Corey. Yeah, yeah. Joey. Joey. Um, you know, you got guys like Corey that are just like going crazy and they're larger than life. And you get a lot of the dueling guitar you know, solos. You don't get to hear a lot of the bass. Well, especially because really a lot of the bass cool. plays in drop D, which is harder to pick up on if that's not what you're listening to. Right. Um, and, you know, even Slipknot, they only had a few songs where you could really hear Paul and he would do some bass solos and stuff. But overall, yeah, I agree. And that's what makes Korn sound so unique because it's got that almost like you're doing like palm muting on a bass, but it's yeah. literally slapping like this instead of with your thumb. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, so overall I liked it. Uh, I guess I'll jump the jump into mine now, right? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so you gave me uh, Martin Scorsese's 1983 Robert De Niro-led film, The, the King Ki of Comedy. The King of Comedy. Uh, and you compared this uh, to Joker. Yeah, which, Joker was heavily uh, influenced. You know, you can uh, you could tell right off the bat. From Jump Street, you yeah. You can tell right off the bat. Um, I liked this a lot. Yeah, dude. I liked this a lot. Um you know, it really, it's one of those movies that shows De Niro's range because he's not just a mob actor. Yeah, correct. You know, I think these days he kind of sucks. As he's got he's only had, like in the last couple of years, like Irishman, great. Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook, he was great. Yeah. And then other than that, it's like. Um, you know, the, I really liked the way that the, that the movie was edited. 
because uh, as it's going through everything that's happening, you're seeing it's not like Joker where you find out later that there are things happening in his head. It's from you're Jump seeing Street. Seeing it intertwine. Yeah. Like, you see from the point of view of what he's seeing, and then you see the point and what of he's hearing and feeling. Happening. Yeah. So the first scene where it happens at the beginning of the movie, where he's in a restaurant with uh, with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's you know going back and forth from being in the restaurant to being in his basement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then a, a major point that you find out later is his mom's yelling down to him to be quiet and turn yep. it down. Yeah. And all that. Ma, would you please? You know, so the movie progresses on. You can kind of see he's uh, a little bit of an overzealous fan, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, fanboy. Shows up at Jerry's uh, um, house in the Hamptons. <laughs> with, with the girl. With the girl. <laughs> just lets himself in. Yeah. He starts playing music. Uh, you know, and it, it, there were a lot of the movie felt really uncomfortable, like stuff like that. It's just like it feels like weird, like, you know, he's, he's the protagonist of the movie, but he's doing this stuff that you know is like, Man, there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah, you're waiting for this, like, um, like almost like in Joker when he kills De Niro at the end. You're waiting for that that climax, like yeah. that that holy shit moment kind of thing. And that holy shit moment comes when they're sitting in the car, him and Sarah Bernhardt's character, who she's great in it, by the fantastic. way, fantastic. She's great. Uh, and he's sitting there with the gun, and you know he says that it's a fake gun. Yeah. But he jumps out of the car and he kidnaps Jerry. Yep. Uh, they bring him back to tie him up, and he goes on this whole thing with a ransom to the studio saying, get me on the show or Jerry dies. Yep, yep, FBI's uh, involved in everything. So, you know, the, the the studio acquiesces to what he's asking for. They get him on the show, and uh, you don't see him actually perform. You know, it cuts to the next scene. Yeah, it's like he come, they introduce him, and it cuts to the next scene where he's being led by the FBI, pretty right. much. And the whole, uh, the whole ending of the movie, that whole part where, you know, it gets to the climax, I have to wonder, and I think that it's purposely this way, if all of it was in his head after that point. He gets to the bar uh, where the girl he took to Jerry's house mm-hmm, earlier mm-hmm. works. Where he plays the performance on the TV for her and the people in the bar, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you're seeing the performance, and you're seeing the audience engage and laugh along, mm-hmm. but in, in my head I'm wondering, is he thinking that's happening, but it's not actually... So my personal thought is that part is real. Mm -hmm. I think that part's real because when you watch the material he's doing where he talks about like, oh, I have Jerry tied up, it's and people are like, oh, that's funny, but there's a dark, obviously underlying realism to that. And I think everything after that, like when he goes to prison and becomes a superstar and, you know, he gets his own talk show, that's all in his fucking head. So uh, I think. I think so too. And if you look back at the scenes where everything's happening in his head, He's wearing these gaudy suits. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, like like Jerry wears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jerry's the, great in it, by the in way. In all the scenes that are happening in real life, he's wearing just you know regular suits. Yeah. So the fact that he's wearing this like bright red, almost kind of well, sparkly suit. But that's at the end. but that's what makes it interesting about the idea of if he did get famous in this book deal, he then would have had the money to buy these things. Right. So there there's that like ambiguous uh, ambiguous to it that I yeah. like a lot. Uh, one thing I skipped over, I mentioned it earlier. You know, his mom yells down to him, and <laughs> in the comedy act, you find out his mom's been dead for six years yeah well that's the thing like when even when he's doing his material on the show and he's talking about how horrible his life was and all these things and his parents drinking and everything he's rupert pumpkin is this like he's obviously deranged and you see the uh, him unravel throughout the movie as all these things happen and when um he's being made fun of by the girl when that scene when he's at dinner with her and the, the autograph is his mm-hmm. and uh it, there's this unraveling and he's just ha 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 uh, that line it's my cover photo on facebook as i look at my life and i see the awful terrible things in my life and i turn it into something funny my fa- <laughs> this is such a dumb scene but when he follow when he goes home with jerry cuz he saves her from the girl mm-hmm. And he goes, Jerry, would you like to see a picture of my pride and joy? And he hands him a picture, the picture of pride and joy, fucking soap and wax. Yep. It's 
like you said, the range of De Niro because it's it's a dark comedy, one hundred percent. It's like I've called it a spiritual sequel to Taxi Driver. Anti-hero. You don't you're rooting for him, but you don't know if you are. And in so many ways, it was ahead of its time because let's say hypothetically that ending where he becomes a star is real, right? That is such a prelude to our current era where we're making fucking stupid, untalented, annoying, potentially dangerous people famous yeah. and giving them reality shows and thousands of views on millions of views on TikTok and all these things and from doing things that don't require any talent and it was so and when you think about the celebrity culture that we was way before TMZ it was ahead of it um so what was your grade on the king of comedy uh so I definitely I rank it up there in in Scorsese films for me you know I've only ever known his mob movies so his mob sure, movies sure, tend to sure. for me I'll say that this is probably like my Fourth or fifth favorite. Yeah, it's it's three uh, for me. It's, but I give it I give it like a solid eight point two out of 10. eight point two. Yeah, I. So it's funny. The first, like I said, I've seen I saw it years ago and I liked it and I just it was one of those ones. Ah, I'm gonna go back to it. Then when Joker was coming out and I was like, Scorsese's producing it and it's heavily influenced by King of Comedy. And then when I revisited it, I'm older, you know, understand a little more. I'm like, this is a fucking brilliant movie. And De Niro's so good in it. And he's awkward and it's uncomfortable. Jerry Lewis is fucking great in it. Um, I love the scene when he's, when Jerry Lewis is walking down the street and the woman's on the payphone and he like says, you know, oh, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, could you say hi to my, so- my friend or my son? And he's like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I hope you get cancer of the mouth. <laughs> and that was uh, apparently something that actually happened to Jerry while they were filming it. Some woman screamed that at him and they wrote it into there. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I figured you would. All right. So I have two thoughts for my pick for you this week. Okay. One of them is this would actually be the third time this is given to someone on the show. I gave it to Ralph once, to Taylor once. They both had polar opposite reactions to it. Okay. And the other movie I have in mind is one that's on your list of movies that you haven't seen that you probably should have. Mm-hmm. So I want you to pick and go from there. Uh, let me uh, let me make up the uh, be the rubber match for the Ralph okay. Taylor polar opposite. All right, so and you can watch this too. This is a great. I did not think I was going to like this what movie. If we have opposite views. On I, I appreciate that. If you, you, I mean, if you have opposite views on it, um, we'll see whose dick is bigger, and that'll be the tiebreaker. Okay. Or play Okie Cookie. <laughs> um, okay, so this was actually, I believe, the first or second movie I ever gave Ralph on the show, and it was the first movie I gave Taylor when he took over, um, because I wanted to see the reaction. So this movie's called Molly's Game. Um, it's starring uh, Jessica Chastain, who right. is sensational, and she's a total smoke show. I think you should watch this for one specific reason. So this is based on a true story. Do you see tits? Um, do you see a lot, like almost full titty, a lot. Um, Who's Jessica Chastain? She, if you see her, did you see Lawless with Tom Hardy? She gets naked in that a lot. Um, if I show you a picture of her, you'll be like, oh, I know who she is. Um, so this is based on a true story. Um, Molly, well, I don't remember her last name. She was running an under, uh, underground poker games oh, in, okay. in uh, Los Angeles and then New York and whatever. Um, she was basically coming from nothing, and she started controlling these games that had high-profile people at them. Um, remember when A-Rod almost got in trouble for being at underground poker games? Mm-hmm. These were her games. Okay. okay. So she mentions at one point, it's based on her book, but she mentions at one point there was a New York baseball player there that every man fawned to, and it was Alex Rodriguez. So this is about how she gets tied up with these major players and then eventually gets indicted by the FBI for her involvement in the gambling ring and her trying to get out of the actual criminal charges. But one specific thing, remember when we were talking about Spider-Man the other night, and I said Tobey Maguire doesn't get acting roles anymore because he's a degenerate gambler. So there's a character in this movie they they call Player X that's played by Michael Mm Sarah, major Hollywood star, and it's about Tobey Maguire. 
Tobey Maguire is a degenerate poker player and apparently the biggest cocksucker in the world. Like, he doesn't want to beat you in poker. He wants to ruin your life, is what she said about it. And yeah, but he, he kissed Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. So. He did. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, a lot of people have kissed Robert Downey Jr. in movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, not dudes, though. Not, it's not, I don't know. He's probably done some gay movies. Um, like Little Richard on weekends. Um, but uh, so the premise of the movie is pretty simple. She's run, She's like a, trying to make her way in Hollywood, like out there as an assistant to people, and then starts running these very, very high-end with major players, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and becomes very, very wealthy in turn. But then she ends up getting buried, and that's when the FBI starts getting involved. Uh, Jessica, it's written by Aaron Sorkin, who is one of the best writers out there, A Few Good Men, recently did um, Trial of Chicago 7. Um, but this is one of the coolest stories I've seen. I thought I was going to hate this because this was right at the, like, the time when a lot of the feminist kind of propaganda movies were coming out. And I was like, oh, this is going to be some kind of female empowerment thing. And at no point did that lay it on there. It's a cool poker movie on top of it. Bob watched it. He loved it, too. Taylor loved it. Ralph hated it. Um, it I, I fucking love this movie, and she's great in it, and she's a smoke show on top of it. Uh, so my pick for you this week is the third iteration, the third review time of Molly's Game. All right, cool. I like it. Uh, okay, so this week we're going back to metal. It's been a couple weeks since All you gave right. a metal album. Uh, you have been given an album by these guys before. Cool. Um, and Imagine Dragons. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this is the album that, that broke me into this band. They got me really interested in them. Breaking it's, Benjamin. No. Uh, you yeah, said broke. Uh, August Burns Red. Uh, the album's found in faraway places. Didn't, this is like the fucking ninth time we've had an August Burns Red album. No, it's Fa- not. It's like the th- well, Taylor was like throwing that time. Taylor like, was throwing those fucking. What's it called? Found in faraway places. Yeah. Okay. What you don't like August Fuck Burns Red? Me. No, they're good, but they're just, <laughs> they're just Christian. <laughs> is that true? You like yeah. Creed? They they started out as like a Christian fucking emo metal. So band. did Under Oath. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, they I, I guess they broke away from it a little bit. I would say they broke away from it. And, it, and listen, were, I don't think it's I a got, problem. I got a story about August Burns Red. Okay. We're, we're, Wait, let him let him explain the album, then tell your story. All right. Fuck um, you. Okay, so this <laughs> this album is actually uh, uh, it's almost like a twofer for me because not only did it get me in August Burns Red, it also got me into a day to remember. And guys. Yes. Okay, good. good. Um, Just making sure. So the song I'm going to highlight on this is a song called Ghosts uh, featuring Jeremy McKinnon of uh, A Day to Remember. Okay. Um, it's, no, it's no Soulfly and Corey Taylor, but it, it, it's good. Total okay. fucking banger. Uh, when we went to see them, this is actually the song that they oh, that they opened the album. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Everybody went fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know that yeah, yeah. they're marquee songs. Uh, great album overall. You know, look out for that one. Uh, you know, I don't want to highlight too much else. Okay. We'll see what your, uh, cool. Reaction's gonna be. I'm pumped. I've liked everything I've heard from August Burns Red. Saw them live with Silverstein. Fucking great. Yep. So I'm I'm still debating if I'm going to go see them at Starland. And what October are they playing? I've or got it? tickets. I'm going with Troy. Please come. Okay. Then I'll come. <laughs> all, all right. Shut up. My turn. Okay. <laughs> um, so August Burns Red was playing Warp Tour, and and Scott listens to August Burns Red to right. work out. And my friend. By the way, congratulations to Scott. Yeah, Scott, my friend Scott just got engaged. Uh, nice. So he used to like listen to some some. He didn't really go into emo shit because he grew up on hair metal and stuff. Okay. You know oh, I mean? uh, that ma- that makes way too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> so he fucking. I can picture him wearing a winger shirt. No, well, <laughs> his dad used to pull up in the Corvette listening to like Motley Crue, like a mullet, a skullet. Oh my! Like, he's, he's pulling up. He's come like, on, feel the noise. He's like, come on, Scott, get in the car, and he jumped. He like put his football I almost, pads. I in almost the fucking in my head Corvette. see fucking uh, Kid Rock and uh, Joe Dirt when he pulls up. Yeah. You <laughs> ain't seen nothing yet. No, I picture Billy Madison pulling up to school with his. <laughs> Jean jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we go to August Burns Red and like Warp Tour, nobody knew any of the bands. And I brought my friends from town who 
they listen to their music and they don't. They really don't follow it at all. They're they like, we'll follow, go, but we're not that into it. They don't follow anything new, really. They just yeah. listen to old Pearl Jam and shit. <laughs> Which I'm fine with yeah, that, yeah, too. Yeah, no. So we go, and he's like, I know August Burns Red. Let's go see them. We just got done seeing uh, I Set My Friends on Fire. Okay, which nice. Is like, very, like, you know, screaming. But the, yeah, yeah. the front man actually came up and he's like, Let's play Freebird. And then he starts playing Sweet Home oh. Alabama, and the crowd has no idea <laughs> the oh difference. My God. And we're fucking dying in the crowd, and he's like doing all this stuff. So he gets the crowd going, and then August Burns Red was playing in a stage that wasn't far past where we were going. So he's like, let's go see them. So we're going there. We work our way up to the front. Me and Scott are big guys, and we're with Schlem, Drew, and Adam. Yeah, yeah. You're making your way through. And the fucking the, the guitar player throws the pick into the crowd. Scott, like, fucking, it, like, Hits him in the hand and he, he catches it and he gets the fucking pick. Like, you don't catch the pick. No, no, it's, it falls and people it, die yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he picks it up and he's like, oh my God, I got this fucking pick. He's like, I want to see if maybe one of the guys will sign it from the band because they had a tent. Yeah, yeah. And there was no one at the tent yet because they just got done. So they, they hadn't yeah. made their way around there. So he we walk over to the tent to see if these guys were going to come because we're not like waiting online like fanboys. Of course, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the whole table's filled with the same guitar pick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're there for the taking. <laughs> he's just and like. He's like Oh, I this, guess, this. Like, I guess guitar picks aren't really something that... <laughs> no, they're not some rare item. Yeah. Like, I feel like catching a drumstick and, is and, cooler. And I bet you that he still has it to this day, though, because that's... No, it's cool, because cool. it was actually one they used. Like, I would rather have that one than... Because they, they bring a thousand guitar picks, obviously. There's a million drumsticks, but I do feel like catching a drumstick would be cooler, yeah. right, than yeah. a guitar pick, because... And the guitar pick well, is also really easy. playing drums. <laughs> yeah. If it's Joey Jordison, it's that really sucks. valuable. Yeah. yeah um, speaking of drummers, uh, how devastated were you to learn about Charlie Watts this week? Who's that? <laughs> the drummer of the Rolling Stones passed away at the age of 80. Nah. I knew you were going to be like that, but, but watch this. Uh, uh, happy birthday. Hey. Landlord saying happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dumbo. <laughs> 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 I'm just waiting for so it. So, guys, if you can't hear, okay, so we don't have video right now, but Caitlin just came in. Uh, Say your name. Go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. She came in here, and she's a teacher, and she flashed her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit that out. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. So, you don't care about the Rolling Stones drummer dying. No, no. But what about this? Uh, Mr. Ranger passed away this week. Um, I think his name was Ron Gilbert. <laughs> Rod Bear. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I got a story about Rod Bear. I'll tell it real Oh, quick. no. I got a Rolling Stones story first. No, uh, no, they're no. better than any Ranger ever. No. <laughs> not true. <laughs> More popular. So Rod Bear is the all-time leading scorer for the Rangers. It doesn't take that much, whatever. but okay. So this is the same place where... Uh, so there's the uh, old Madison Square Garden. Right before you get into Penn, there was like this uh, sports club. Yeah, back when and there was some more winning there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you could open the door, and like the, a lot of the old players, would they go to smoke cigarettes. We met Ron Greshner out there. I met uh, Roger Bear out there, uh, Ted Irvin, and uh, Chris Jericho's dad. Oh, I didn't know that was his dad's name. He's yeah, yeah. Just, he's just Mr. Jericho. And uh, Bobby Bacala. <laughs> Bobby Bacala was there? Yeah, so... <laughs> No, this was all different times. Okay. Walking by there. Oh, like at one time they're all there? (laughs) Yeah. You catch them smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. So Yarmir Yager just broke the record for the most goals in a single season for the New York Rangers. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. They they gave a poster out at the game. So on the way out of the game, Roger Bear's out there smoking a cigarette. My dad noticed him. I'm like, who the fuck is Roger Bear? He didn't play in the time. No, no, no. He's very far um, back. He's, I had this poster with Vic Hadfield, Adam Graves, and Yarmir Yager. I know who, I know who two of the three are. Yeah, so I, Roger Bear was not on this poster, but no. my dad's like, can my kid get an autograph? We had nothing for him to sign. He signed the poster he's not even on, and I still have his autograph. <laughs> you should have had him autograph you and then gotten it tattooed. Yeah, well, I was like 11 or 12. So? <laughs> so, anyway, the Bobby Bacala story. Okay. I met to, him. Um, this is uh, Stephen Sherpa. Yeah, 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 the actor, yeah. 
Well, uh, Bobby Bacala was outside the garden, right? It's a big game. The Rangers needed it to get back into the playoff race. What year was this? Uh, this was probably 2000 and... Sopranos on or off now? Is it uh, they, they, haven't, they didn't do their final season. Okay, yet. so it was still going on. Yeah, yeah. Bobby was still alive. Yeah, 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 <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yeah. So then, in my heart, he's dead now because I shook his hand. The Rangers got smoked like 7 nothing. Oh, and you're blaming him? And I was like, my dad's like, you know, you met Bobby Bacala. Because we always think of what we could have did different on the way to the game. Superstition the kind yeah, of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I will never fucking touch Bobby Bacala's hand ever. But you could, in theory, reverse the jinx if you touched his hand again. Well, like, I, <laughs> I saw him at a very important Knicks game a couple of years later. <laughs> they, they showed him in the crowd. Bobby Bacala, the whole crowd goes nuts. I'm like, we fuck. And did they, they lose? They lost. Okay, so let me ask you this then. When uh, Junior Soprano sang the national anthem at a Rangers game, did they win or lose? They probably lost. <laughs> Do, okay, you've been to a lot of Ranger games yeah. in your life. Have they lost more that you've been to or won? Uh, or was it about 50-50? Well, when I was little, I don't remember a lot of winning. I remember <laughs> I went to Mar uh, Mark Messier's 500th goal. It's funny, you're older now. You still don't remember a lot of winning because it hasn't happened. It was like maybe a 600th goal. I don't know. 500 or 600th goal. I remember being there. It was my first hockey Messier game. was definitely overrated, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> He was underrated, if anything. Oh, but, uh, see. He, was, he was definitely like a little bit better than Brett Favre, who was very <laughs> overrated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I bet you Messi has a bigger dick than Favre. Oh, yeah, he's bald, dude. Favre's... Favre's Favre hanged on. Uh, don't tell me that. Like, I'm not. Favre has shrimp. The hair goes more and the dick gets bigger yes. is what you're telling me? My yeah. balls are getting bigger. Slim I think it might be a medical problem, though. Slim says once he went bald, his, his dick grew... <laughs> Three inches. Is he putting it in anything any more than that since it got bigger? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Rabbit fur. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you hate Bobby Bacala because of that. Yeah, Dominic Chayanese. I think he fucking, we lost that game because it's a Sopranos thing. But what's funny, so you tell, I remember you telling me that, and then all I think about is on uh, The Sopranos when he does that really good song at the end of the season at Jackie's uh, three pass for Jackie Jr. He sounds great, but I can picture that being like a good intimate setting voice, but not a good like stadium Singing a national anthem. So voice. my dad, when he when he was doing the national anthem, my dad's like, "Oh, this guy has Italian albums." Okay. And like, you know, my dad's yeah, yeah. Not gonna, we're not gonna buy a fucking old Italian album because no. he sings in Italian and whatever. But like, we remember like getting geared up for it. We're like, "Oh shit, it's Uncle Junior!" Fucking June, yeah, it's Corrado. And, and then all of a sudden, he starts singing, and it was the, it wasn't no. That was ranked number one worst <laughs> national anthem until I went the girl to my, at City Field. I went to my first first Mets game at City Field because I've been to Shea a couple times, yeah. but I've never been to City Field. And this lady was unbelievable. I still I still think you got to find that fucking. I dude, stadium. I actually went on a dive for it recently and I could <laughs> not find it. But they probably try to get rid of that. <laughs> they, they scrub it. They actually put J Uncle Junior doing the yeah. national anthem into it. Black Lives Matter <laughs> stepped in. They're like, we need this revoked from everything. <laughs> Um, so, in the last couple of weeks, we always play, uh, what have you watched? Manfro, you said you watched some stuff for your birthday today. Oh, what did you watch? I watched, uh, so I was going to watch the, the, the movie that I'm supposed yeah. to do my research on, but I was like, I got, I, so I watched uh, Joe Rogan's uh, Comedy Stories, episode four of this episode. You watched thing. episode four, but not episode one, two, or three. Well, I, I just saw Joe Rogan, and I was like, let me put this on, and it was funny as shit. Like, what well, wasn't funny, it was more informative than Yeah, yeah, else. some of it are sad, some of it's very sad. I know about the Comedy Store because, like, my dad used to tell me about, like, Sam Kinison and shit. Of course. And Richard Pryor, and they all they got their start yeah. over there. So I knew about it, but I never really the knew history about of it. it. And then, like, I watched it from the beginning, and I was like, huh, that lady's name is Shore. Holy shit, yeah, that's Paulie Shore's Paulie mom. Shore's mom. Literally, the only reason he ever got a start was because yeah, of who yeah. his parents are. But it, MT, he was perfect market for the time. When MT oh, no, no. He absolutely was. Like but he you was. think, this kid 
grew up with some of the greatest comedians. No, he grew up around literal royalty. Yeah. Like, and his mother is maybe like for comedians, she is up there with everyone. She's like, like the it, fucking Cashman. There, well, there's literally <laughs> the when, when she passed when um there wasn't when she passed away, but Rogan maybe like a year or so ago, I forgot who he had on, but they were talking about her, and he got like all choked up because like she's like she was like one of the biggest reasons I stuck with comedy, yeah. and she saw something in me, and no, so that's a really good series, the, no, the Comedy was, Store series. That was just really informative, and I. I started watching it, and then by the time I was finished with it, my I had my new Xbox. I'm like, so you didn't watch Biodome for your birthday? No, I wanted to. Or Snatch. And then like, or Dude, where's my car? No, no, I didn't watch any. But I I watched Snatch three days ago. I bet you. Okay, in the last couple weeks, did you watch Saving Private Ryan again? No, I didn't. Okay, Josh, have you watched? It was on, but I I have you watched Endgame in the last two weeks? No. I fell asleep the other night, which is like TV on. I woke up and Endgame was on, and I literally went, "Fuck Josh." (laughs) You was watching AEW. No, I was not watching AEW. No. Um, did you watch any other movies or shows in the last couple weeks? Well, I, I watched the first half of King Arthur. And then I watched the second half of King Arthur. The shitty King Arthur from a few years ago? Yeah, it was so... Bad. Why did you... Wa- okay, you watched the first half and knew it was bad. You stopped watching it. Yeah. And then you actively chose to go watch the second half. So, HBO... I have HBO <laughs> show. T- I have a cable box still. Yeah, me too. So, I have every movie from Showtime and HBO, and they do, like, the same movies, and, like... You would be surprised. It's fucking hard to find a movie. No, to watch. no. Well, I think the problem with that, I don't think it's hard, necessarily hard to find a movie to watch, but I think the problem is between, you know, Netflix, Hulu, you know, HBO Max, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much that something that like if you didn't have all these options and you caught it on TV, like back when it used to be you had like nine HBO channels and maybe some on demand, you're like, "All right, I'm going to watch this." But because you have literally at least 50 things that you would normally watch, you cannot decide on one because everything is, nothing's a 10 on the level of you want to watch. Everything is like a six to an eight. So you got to get in like one of these modes where like, I'm going to watch this. So like, for example, the Spider-Man trailer comes out the other day and I'm like, you guys fucking ruin it for me. Oh, shut the the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Josh, Josh fucking called you out immediately and he was right. You got fucking four TVs in your fucking room and you're like, I can't put it up right now. And then you start watching it and you go, it, you, you say we're ruining it with text. With the four TVs, you watch it on your fucking phone? Yeah. And we're Joe Jerkoff, not you. You're the fucking jerk No, 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 no. You have, you have four different ways to watch it. You Yo, can kick Sam off her I can, TV. I can just picture Josh like talking through the text message. Yo, Spider-Man trailer came out. Bad movie. It's a uh, cell phone shitty quality. <laughs> the next day he goes, Oh, the real trailer came out. <laughs> Here it is. I was like, okay, sweet. I can't wait to watch it and stuff. Oh, dude, William Defoe's voice in it was awesome. <laughs> oh, I can't believe they brought back Doc Ock. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Dude, you can't. And then, and then on top of that, I so I'm like, all right, I go to bed. I wrap up. I'm like, Sam's we dump the gas. Dump the gas all over the carpet. <laughs> no, I kiss Sam goodnight. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, here we go. It's like time perfect to, time to, time watch, time the to watch the trailer. I turn the lights off. I'm sitting in bed. Let some, let some fucking suck cock candles. Yeah, suck cock candles <laughs> all night. And then I go to watch it, and it's like bling. Wait, you have your on, volume on. on your phone? No. You have actual fucking Spider-Man tattoos on your body. Yeah. You didn't stop what you were doing to watch that trailer Good point. the second that we said I would say between the, between the three of you, 
I'm like third in like the Marvel fan pecking order, correct? Like you, him, and as far as Spider-Man goes, one, two, three. <laughs> and I watched it before you. What were you watching that? Because you were watching the Yankee game, but you have four fucking TVs. I was watching the Yankee game too. You could have put, you could have put the Yankee game on three different TVs <laughs> and still watch the Spider-Man trailer on the other one. You could have put the Yankee game on your phone and put the Spider-Man trailer on there. You could have put the Yankee game on all four TVs, watch it on your phone. You could have put the Spider-Man trailer on all four TVs, watch I... the Yankee game on your phone. You could have gone up to another room, watch it somewhere else. Fuck off. You could have put Do Not Disturb on your phone while you watch it. And where to blame? I don't do technology like that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. what do you mean? You have four fucking TVs in the room. You don't do technology like that. You do more technology my, than anyone. My TV in the top right is for <laughs> sports. It's if the Rangers are playing. Oh, I forgot about the playing. Best Buy sport only TV section. Yeah. So then the TV that's in front of me, that's by my knees, that's my video game TV. <laughs> the big TV, Sam's TV, if she wants to watch a movie or we watch a movie together or something, that goes on the big TV. And then the her other TV is her fucking Xbox TV. My Xbox on, her Xbox is on, the Yankee game is on, and she's watching fucking Below Deck or something. You were watching Below Deck too. Probably. Yeah, so again, he wasn't just watching the Yankee game. He was watching Below Deck at the same time. And, and probably, probably playing Ru- MLB. And probably RuPaul. And at no point in his brain was he like, oh, you know, I can actually switch over the video game to go to YouTube. My game doesn't get closed out, and I could watch it. Or... I pause my game. I watch it on my phone quick. At no point in your mind did you realize that there were multiple options. And don't tell me you don't do technology when you've got four goddamn TVs in the room. And <laughs> no TV is dedicated to one thing. There isn't like a parental lock that says like, all right, Johnny, this TV is only for watching sports, buddy. The other one is for watching your cartoons. Nope, doesn't work like that. Well, so what's, what's you apologize to us no, for calling us fucking, what do you call, scum valves? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it's a scum valve. You open up the scum valve on a bitch. What, okay, what is the scum valve on a bitch? What comes out of your dick? Scum. Scum valve. I think it's called cum. Yeah. <laughs> you open up the scum... I had this Albanian kid I worked with. Did you fuck him? Yeah. No, uh, I'm he, buzzing, he was, sorry. He was juiced up on steroids, and he would, nice. he, would, he, would, he would always say, Yo, I told this joke to this guy, and I'm like, what, what was the joke? He's like, I told this guy... Hey, why don't you go over there and suck your own cock? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was like, this kid, you met him. He's like a big jacked up kid. He's pretty useless at work. But he was okay. so fucking funny that like you just, you came, you went around him and you laughed. Okay, yeah, so yeah, there's he, people he, like that. He gravitated towards me. He's like, ah, you know, you know your shit around here. He's like, you're a young kid. He's like, I'm going to hang around with you before work. I'm like, okay. And then he started hanging out with me and my buddies and we just became friends. He would tell me stories about how he would bang girls and like, He's like, yeah, I fucking take this girl, I throw her on the bed, I piss on her a little bit. <laughs> I fucking, she'd be glistening. And, and my, were you getting hard hearing these stories? And he's like, then my friends would come in and bang after because I already fucking done with her. And I'm like, oh, sweet. He's like, yeah, one time I loaded up the AK-47, <laughs> held it up to her head. It's like I, fucking Richie he's Aprile. Like, he's like, and I started fucking her with the, the barrel. I was like, it was loaded? He's like, no, nah, it wasn't loaded. I wish it was. Oh, my. It would have so, been hotter. <laughs> um, it just made me think. So, But he, he's the one who was like, one day he's like, yeah, so then, like, I'm banging this girl, and I pissed all over, and then I open up the scum valve. The scum valve. And then yeah. after that, I was like... I've never heard Josh say, don't call us that. Until <laughs> he, said, he said scum valves, and I'm like, this is where Josh is drawing the line, scum <laughs> valve? I call you guys jerk-offs, like, twice a week. Yeah, yeah. I call you a fucking scum valve. That's where you Like, we it. talk about, like, no, don't even just call it jerk-off. Like, we'll sit and talk about something that we're more into than you, and you just decide you're not into in that moment. You just go, gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the story, uh, what you were just saying about that guy, so Carton was telling a story on the radio today about 
He didn't say who it was, but he said it was a prominent outfielder from the 86 Mets, right? When they were all coked up and whatever. Yeah. And he was saying that there was some girl. It was, he, he, this is a story told. One of the players on the team was in the dugout, and there was some girl in the like you know back area over there. It was like looking at him, and they were kind of flirting a little bit. So he sends one of the clubhouse attendants to go get the girl. She comes into the fucking clubhouse. He bangs her out, and then she goes back to her seat, right? <laughs> so the Mets outfielder finds out about this and goes, nah, if anyone's having sex in the clubhouse during the game, it's going to be me. Tells the clubhouse attendant to go get the same girl and tell her to come down, and she goes, okay. He goes in, bangs her out, goes back out, hits two home runs in the game after that. The outfielder... After dumping the gas. The outfielder was Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> I don't. The other one was a pitcher. Craig would not say who. I only knew it was Daryl because I've heard him talk about stories like that. But I don't know who the pitcher was. It was probably like Ron Darling or something. But I was like, I, I honestly like a Rod. Remember when a Rod got shit for sending autographed baseballs to girls in the crowd. Uh, he's he must be devastated right now because Ben Affleck's going to propose to J Lo. Oh yeah. Uh, he was spotted shopping for engagement rings with his mother. He's doing some weird shit, a Rod. Like he's been following J Lo everywhere. Have you seen this shit? No. So she got some house in the Hamptons right and like I guess she was staying there for some kind of recording or whatever like you know they rent out houses for months at a time and he gets a house like two blocks over from her and I guess people they've been talking about on WFAN whenever she posts something where she is like two days later A-Rod's in the same exact spot so he's hung up but he was banging some girl from some Bravo show but he signed a non-disclosure agreement that that bitch broke what a fucking bitch well I would never bang someone from Bravo because they love the drama you would never cheat on your wife you mean well uh, well, no no I'm saying hypothetically here I wouldn't bang someone um, I want to get back to Spider-Man quick. So when you finally watch the trailer, how hyped are oh, you? So hyped. Yeah, uh, most hyped, right? Bit, a little bit of it was taken out because of you. Oh, it was taken out because of you. No, see, this is the problem. There's no accountability here. Take some blame yourself. But Josh and I were able to watch it immediately, and you nothing was stopping you. If you were at home, well, you went to fucking see the end, or you went to see one of the Marvel Infinity movies, War, Infinity Wars, or Richie, and you, and then Richie posted thing. I can't believe this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. You were so mad. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait. To be fair, in that situation, I texted you and said, "Don't go on Facebook." Yeah. I warned you in advance because I knew he was doing that. You know what I did the next day? I, at 9 o'clock, I woke up, and me and RJ got rained out. I was like, let's go see Infinity War. He's like, let's do it. And we went to like a fucking 9 o'clock showing of Infinity War in uh, Persephone. Oh, Persephone, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was no one in there, and the fucking, the, 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 it was a, one of the worst theaters I've ever been in, but the movie was there, so it was good. Uh, so uh, on Thursday, I went to, um, uh, they did a Sopranos thing in um, Ridgewood, and it was, like, it was like this documentary. Uh, did you go thing. to that, Josh? No, he he went to the Yankee game. Um, So it was, like I said, it was a three-part thing. And at the end, so first they had the director of the movie there, uh, of the documentary, right? How bored were you? no, I love the whole thing, but the director of the documentary was there to do a Q&A, and no one gave a shit, right? He was like, Does anyone ask, I want to ask a question. So I walk out, and there's Johnny Sack hanging out. And I'm like, oh, cool. Refuse to do pictures because he looks like shit. He's fucking chain smoking. Talk to him. It was literally talking to Johnny Sack. Like, there's no gimmick with him. <laughs> it wasn't acting at all. But this is how awkward I am. I see the director in the lobby, and no one wants to talk to him. Like, they're all talking to Johnny, and he's just standing there. And I go to my sister. He's like, I'm going to go talk to him. You ever walk into like a little shop or like a garage sale and no one's at it and you're the only person and they're kind of excited that you're there and you like don't want anything and you feel bad and you don't buy anything and you leave. So I go up to this guy and I'm thinking I'm going to ask him some kind of question and I just go, thank you, shake his hand and I quick like stormed out like fucking Michael Sarah. I didn't know what to ask the guy because who gives a fuck? You just filmed literally people talking. You didn't make this like introspective documentary. You filmed two writers, four cast members. 
Uh, well, no, I, no, no, no. This I felt guy, bad for this him. Fucking guy should have never came. He could be sitting right in that seat right there. And yeah, we could be talking to him about fucking jerk off shit. Yeah. We could have. No, like, why? Come to what am podcast. I going to talk to him about? He literally pointed a camera and edited it. It was literally two writers talking about Sopranos. Then it was a, a sit down with Johnny Sack, Big Pussy, Furio, and yeah, Carlo. You're an asshole for even going to that. No, I loved it. It was great. You got so many little fucking things in it. I've been like, hey, you know. I had nothing whoa. to say to this guy, and he was also. Uh, uh, I thought some dice. His name was Christina, and he was a gr- a guy. It wasn't like a trans thing either. It was his name was Christina, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to Christina. But I boy named Sue. That guy's. I wanted to like. I thought I would like go in like, oh, it must have been really cool. But like, he was just so excited. Someone came to talk to him, and that freaked me out. And I said, thank you. And I shook his hand, and I stormed out. My sister's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, yep. Dude, I bet you can get the guy who produced Bisbing to fucking come. Oh, that's a great documentary. He he does a he does one of the Ice Guardians that like I follow an enforcer's page for uh, hockey players. Okay. And like. We, you, we talked to this guy. This guy's awesome. He added me, and like we were messaging back and forth. He's a cool dude. And he's like, yeah, I just got done with uh, filming uh, Michael Bisbing's thing. And he's like, it's going to be available in the U.S. Uh, later this well, year. Well, I, I mean, I also know someone. We saw him this weekend that has worked on quite a few documentaries, and he's working on a couple right now. And he's, he's going to be on the show? He's doing one about Junkyard Dog right now, and he's also working on a Stallone documentary. Did is you it, tell him I'm related to Stallone? I did. Um, you actually know this person, Mike Tomchuk. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, I love but, Tom Check, but I was like, but he's he's someone cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the shout out I, to um, the the podcast that's really good with wrestlers. It's a radio show, Busted Open Radio on yeah, Sirius XM, hosted by Dave Lagreca, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry. Yeah, um, <laughs> download it today, uh, or get a Sirius XM subscription, <laughs> or come on our show, listen to us, Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did love. I, hey, I got. I did. I did get hype. Watch. <laughs> Somebody gonna get their ass kicked. I, I, someone brought to my attention last time we were uh, we were doing a show. We were talking about Friday night on AEW. Yeah. And they, someone's like Mark Henry's doing the commentating, and I was like, I'm not gonna judge him till I actually hear him. And then he was interviewing the wrestlers, and I was like, Holy shit! He's terrible. He's like, was he? He was never good on the mic from Jump Street. I hear Big Show is horrific on commentary. People, I know that like I feel bad because I love Big I Show. Think he's a, he might be a step ahead of Mark Henry. Like, I love Mark Henry. And I want him to like find something, but like Big Show can't be doing. He, even if he was like super articulate, a voice like Big Show is not one you want to hear on commentary. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to buy a peanut? Like picture Andre <laughs> the Giant doing it. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but when I, so I watched the Spider-Man trailer and I was like, I haven't watched the Toby ones in a while, so I'm on two right now. They're still so good, the first oh, yeah, two. Yeah. They're still so good. I, the video, Three, three's the best. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the thing I sent today that they took the trailer from the new one and it was emo fucking Peter Parker yeah, dancing yeah, yeah. on the train. <laughs> Three is... Could save us. That's the song of the weekend. That's a song. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a playlist with like a bunch of real songs, but I'm gonna put that in there like eight times and see how long it takes Taylor to flip out about it. Yeah, don't put any Circus Revive, or else you're gonna get your ass kicked. Well, I, I'm, if I put Circus Revive in there, it's because Taylor told me to. So consider that, okay? Well, Taylor's a fucking music. Guy. No, he just asked me to put Circus Survive on it. So if you hear Circus Survive, you know who you have to yell at. Oh, I'll, I'll just be so you're aware. <laughs> From instantly, oh, Circus. Oh. <laughs> like Mr. Bean in Rat Race. <laughs> yeah. What a rat he doesn't, oh, even, I, say, I, he doesn't I, even say Rowan Atkinson. It's Mr. Bean in Rat Race. Yeah, dude. I So I watched uh, Scary Movie 5 and 4. Okay, people would normally say 4 and 5, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I Did you watch 5 first yeah. and 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, then you were right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> okay, first off, why? Because Leslie Nielsen... 
Okay, I honestly, I thought... Well, he th- was in four. He, he was in three. He was in five, not three, but four, right? Because four yeah. was when he was the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did not like three at all. Like, I thought Scary Movie 3 was terrible. Now, four, I want to be fair here, is not good. But there are some parts in four that actually made me laugh out loud. Like, in the beginning, because it's War of the Worlds in four. Yeah, it's like yeah, the main yeah, yeah. theme. When he goes to Anna Faris and um, she, like, they do the grudge thing, right? Yeah. She's like, I saw a face last night. And he goes, did it have a nose? She goes, yeah, that does sound like a face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's one part with Leslie Nielsen. That's when Bear. Yeah, yeah, your boy, yeah. Um, so there's one part with uh, Leslie Nielsen when uh, they're at the White House and this, like, frumpy older woman comes up and is talking about, like, what the alien ship is doing everyone. She's like, yeah, there was just naked people everywhere, clothes flying, and everyone was naked. And Leslie Nielsen goes, were you naked? And she goes, no. Thank God. It walks away. Well, Leslie Nielsen is the best. And I I watched Airplane. Well, I was about to say, Airplane is still one of the funniest goddamn movies. We're all counting on you. (laughs) I just want to wish you good luck. We're all counting on you. Uh, He says that in Scary Movie. Oh, yeah, you know, when they do that in Scary Movie, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, even in the beginning of Scary Movie 4, when it was uh, Shaq shooting the free throw with Dr. Phil, and he can't make it, uh, there's another part in... um, well, obviously, Airplane from start to finish, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it is fucking great. Um, when uh, when the, all the people are passing out and the, and the pilot is finally with food poisoning and it's like, we need to get the man, uh, this man to a hospital. And she goes, what's that? It's a place where they bring sick people. <laughs> that was this thing with the... Because the same people that did Airplane did a Scary Movie 3 and 4, yeah, yeah. Um, the Zucker Brothers. And you pick up on that like subtle comedy. But I think the drop-off from Scary Movie 1 and 2 to 3 and 4 was obviously PG-13, no Wayne's Brothers, and the honestly, it is just the PG thirteen thing, the raunchiness yeah, of it, like did, the cum blast hot, scenes. Hot shots part part deuce too. Right? <laughs> yes, and they that, did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those were great. With I mean, Sheen. when you think about those eighties comedies, like uh, that were like the parody types, like Airplane, the and Naked obviously and uh, Caddyshack. Yeah, Caddyshack. Yeah. The Naked Gun movies are so fucking funny still, oh my God. and OJ is so good in them he is. to this day. Like I could put those on, and they're so absurd. And obviously, a lot of these stuff they couldn't get away with a lot of the stuff they do. But like my one of my fa- two of my favorite comedies, they'll never be able to make again. The Jerk, with, <laughs> yeah, you ever see that yeah, with yeah, Steve yeah. Martin? They'd never be able to get away with that. And Animal House for a multitude I of like reasons. My Blue Heaven better than Ma- that. What than the Jerk? Yeah. Um, well, they're way different movies. I mean, the first line that he has in my, the Jerk is, "I was born a poor black child," <laughs> and it's Steve Martin. Yeah. And uh, when uh, the end, one of the end scenes is like these mobsters are talking about keeping the the money away from the the blacks, but they used you know N. And he's, Sir, you are talking to a. N-. <laughs> he drops. <laughs> it's such a fucking ridiculous movie, and you forget how funny Steve Martin used to be. Oh, Steve yeah. Martin was un. He's super talented. It's the same thing. Like I don't like Martin Short, but the dude is wildly talented. And same thing with douchebag Billy Crystal. Remember when Jeremy Glick was on and he made Conan oh. cry? Yeah, dude. That Jer- was the, Jeremy Glick was a great character. That was yeah. like. Mm. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he he's super talented. But Martin Short, just like Billy Crystal, I want him to stop thinking like he's like a musical star. Like he loves fucking Broadway and shit. But the last thing we saw Martin Short was uh, The Morning Show. And he was really good on that uh, with Steve Carell. Um, So what else did I... I had some other stuff here. Hold on. I got to pull up my notes. Um, So uh, Josh messaged this to us before. But um, 
the one of the most iconic album covers ever, Nirvana's Nevermind, right? Yeah, everyone yeah. everyone knows it. There's a picture of me photoshopped on it. <laughs> well, my face on the baby, and it says Dan Perosi, piece of shit. Uh, honestly, it's a little bit bigger on the cover. Um, so it says Dan Perosi, piece of shit. But one of the most iconic album covers ever. It's ever, baby, ever. Na- naked baby swimming. Dollar bill on a fishing roll. I knew the album cover before I knew. Yeah, I think everyone everyone knew that because you saw whether you had brothers or you you knew people that are a little bit older. They all had that shirt, right? So the kid that was on the cover of it now he's a grown ass man and he's now suing the band. Good luck getting money out of fucking uh, Kurt Cobain. Um, You're gonna have to sue Courtney Love. Yeah, Dave Dave Grohl. I mean, he's got enough. Suing David Grohl over the album cover. He's suing them because it's child exploitation. His life hasn't been the same. This guy, I can't wait to see how quickly this gets thrown out in court. He has Nevermind tattooed on his chest. <laughs> he recreated the album cover back in 2016 Yeah. as an adult. And now all of a sudden, oh, the damage it's done to me. First off, I don't think anyone would have known it was you as a grown-up unless you're not the one that came forward, got the Nevermind tattoo, and now you, you know the, the well's dried up and you need a little bit more money. And how many yeah. times are they going to want you to recreate it? When you start doing it as a grown man, now you're just showing us your dick all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, like, I just read a uh, thing on Spin, I think it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, with David Grohl. And mm-hmm. they're like, uh, what do you... like?" I never heard someone call him David so consistently. I feel like it's Dave Grohl. Yeah, well, well da- David. Okay, but yeah, you're well, being a gentleman. Anyway, he... Um, me and my... Because David's my middle name. Um, anyway, he was talking no, about not. the, they were asking him, like, how do you feel about the whole Nevermind album cover? And he's like, I don't like to revisit Nevermind at all because, you know, he lost one of his best friends. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, I, I, you hear him on the radio and you hear him between songs that are like, have nothing to do with what the message was. And, uh-huh. stuff. and he's like, those were fucking some of the darkest songs that we ever made. And that was a dark album. And, and then he killed himself. And it's like, that's. Such a dark time period. I'd for imagine, me. I don't like to revisit that. I'd imagine being him. Like anytime you hear the the unplugged, all apologies. You're just like, this was a fucking suicide note. Like, because and that was what I, I, that's what I listened to the other day when I was working. When you're gonna kill yourself? Yeah, <laughs> I was just listening to kill yourself. No, but I listened to unplugged Nirvana. But I, I fucking I think I still think that's their best album. I can't unplugged. do something on my iPhone. I I have it on shuffle, and it's always on shuffle. I I don't know how to unshuffle it. How to make he isn't good with technology. <laughs> I don't know how to make it so the things play in order. Are so you on like, Spotify? So they'll, they'll, I have the unplugged, like the, the legit version that I bought a couple years back before they had Apple Music. Okay. And like it has the sound check on it too. Yeah, like yeah. Where they practice. And like, so I'm listening to like All Apologies and then like they'll play another song like Lake of Fire and then All Apologies will come on again. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah, we got to fix his settings for him. We'll yeah, do that this I, weekend. I don't, I don't know do are you using Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music. It's actually very easy to fix. I've, <laughs> I've bought an over like thousands of dollars worth of music before they made the Apple. Oh, I think we all did. I yeah. mean, we just now had a call like, conversation two weeks ago about Columbia Music House. Yeah. <laughs> now it's $10 for, but then on iTunes we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to actually buy this shit. The physical copies? Yeah, and I have like, the, the first album I got was like, I had an iTunes gift card. I got like Blink-182's Greatest Hits like the first time they broke up. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, then it was uh, Taking Back Sunday's album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that has uh, Sink Into Me. <laughs> Oh, that was, I think it was just called Taking Back Sunday, wasn't it? Maybe. I no, think, no. It was oh, it was um, the, not Tidal Wave, the one right before that. Um, it had um, uh, Better Homes and Gardens on it. Red co- album cover? No, it has a, a picture of like a convertible half open. I think that's Taking Back Sunday. Is that it? Oh, is it? I, mean, I think, whatever. Well, anyway. Regardless, we're not going to sit here and debate which album it is. But it's then, not important, Josh, they, either. Like, <laughs> they rock my world and they like $10, you can have any fucking album you want. Yeah, I like, have the... Fuck me, man. I have the... I pay for the $15 one because then the landlord uses it too, rather than both of us 
us having the same fucking thing. It's yeah, like yeah, a family yeah. plan, so you could do the same thing with Sam. Fifteen bucks, you both have it. I feel like my music collection would be like the most worthless music collection to somebody who likes music. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? Okay, let, do you just pick like a band and you put it on? Did you make like a playlist of songs you like? So like, since I was little, I like you guys grade songs like song by song. Sure. I listen to albums. I've never looked at like the back of an album cover. Really? I would just listen to the music, and I would never know the. So name it was always I, track six, track yeah. seven. I knew, but honestly. A lot of people were like that. I was never like that. I wanted to know the name of the song, like almost always. Like I could tell you what album some of the songs are on, but I can't tell you the name of the song. Yeah, that was a lot of people. I feel like though, like oh, track four. I remember that and being a lot of kids with the Marshall Mathers LP. And then as I got older, I got like a, a head unit in my car, that, and it like, would pop up with the band. Up and tell you the song, and then you'd unless it was a burn CD, and then only some of yep, them would. Yep. I think you had to get the two layer ones that and actually then, had like, that. Now that I'm older, like I really don't give a fuck about the name of the song. I just listen to the songs that I like, and like if I if I some catches my eye i'll know like three songs from an album but i'll listen to the whole album okay and like it's always on shuffle like i said so like i have a playlist on mine like this is my i call this the bait and mix this is the playlist that i put on when we're just like hanging out and it's and got fucking it, yeah honestly the bait and mix is like it, you're, you're baiting like this marvin gay <laughs> i there, actually there is some marvin gay on this like i have like everything this is um has 1141 songs on it's 83 hours 21 minutes david lee rolls ballads I no no. I did you see Gene Simmons burying David Lee Roth this yeah, past week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were burying David Lee Roth on WFAN the last couple they weeks. They were, they were. Because um obviously um Al the, used uh, to work with them. Well, Al used to work with them. Uh Mark Chernoff was leaving, so the, Chernoff was the PD, but he was also the PD at K Rock, so he was there with Howard and everything. And he was part of the program that brought in David Lee Roth. And when um Chernoff was bringing in the ratings to David Lee Roth, showing how bad he's doing, David Lee Roth was like, You made these up to make me feel bad. <laughs> but I would be remiss right now if I didn't mention, we mentioned um, Ron Gilbert from the Rangers dying, uh, Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Rolling Stones, passing away. Um, uh, last Saturday... Get him um, to the Greek makes a good point about the, the English rock stars. Those English motherfuckers, they don't die. No, no they don't. <laughs> I, I said to Josh, um, Keith Richards is going to outlive all of us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, in that movie he says, uh, he says, Ozzy Osbourne going to outlive Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so last Saturday, um, if you followed, ever followed Opie and Anthony on K-Rock, WNEW, there was a show that preceded them, uh, for years and they followed them to Sirius XM after they were fired was Ron and Fez. Yeah. Um, Fez Watley passed away last Saturday at the age of 57. Uh, Fez was the, the gay one yeah, on the yeah. show. I didn't uh, know he was gay till years Well, he later. didn't come out until 2012. Oh, okay. He played a character. That was a great, th so Opie and Anthony was just dudes hanging out talking, kind of like this. Yeah, Comedians, yeah, yeah. they're bullshitting. They would do bits sometimes, but... But their conversations were never gimmicks. The Ron and Fez pushed boundaries to where you didn't know if it was a gimmick or not. Like, you didn't know where the bit started and where it ended, if it was a bit. And Ron was such a great interview, and Fez was this just character for yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. So when um, Ralph texted me, and Ralph is the biggest Ron and Fez fan I know, that Fez died, I was like, damn. Because I knew that he wasn't in good health. He's had like, he had like two or three heart attacks. He had another one last he a year. He's dude, right? Yeah, yeah. He, and Ron's a big dude, too. But, you know, some people are just born with bad tickers. Uh, yeah. Hi, Dad. And, uh, <laughs> um, but I saw Fez passed away. And I went back and I just listened to a lot of old Ron and Fez. And it's some of the funniest goddamn shit. They were, it was a completely different show than Opie and Anthony, but it somehow existed in the same kind of universe. It did. Like, real quick, I, the first, I listened to Ron and Fez before Opie and mm -hmm. Anthony. And, like, I only listened to them because I had a CD player that had an FM that we bought bootleg off the side of the street when I was with Bobby Walsh and his, and the guy's like, oh, I want $5 for these CD players. 
So the CD player actually didn't work. Okay. But, but it had an FM. had an FM tuner on it. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. And I would tune in to, I think it was, were they on 92? They were on WNEW, then it was K-Rock, yeah. All right. Well, they were on when, when before. 1027 they were on. Yeah, okay. So I used to listen to them. And I would be like, oh, these guys are fucking hilarious. Well, you know who what their producer was, right? Al. Al Dukes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is awesome. And then I was like, oh, Opie and Anthony. And as soon as I started listening to Opie and Anthony, did the St. Patrick's Cathedral thing. <laughs> oh, God. Sex for Sam. Yeah, but Ron and Fez still went on after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they so they got fired, and they were very loyal to Opie and Anthony. And then when they got the spot over at Sirius XM and the ratings came in, they were like, we're bringing these guys over. So they were on the virus station on um, Sirius XM with them. And, you know, Fez, the reason he stopped is because of his health. But he was such a – he was – that show was so funny. If you – I got to send you a clip from uh, – there's a famous Al Dukes freak out when he finally has enough of all the gay jokes. And you get to hear Al Dukes actually having, like, a freak out on the radio. Really? It's fucking classic. Yeah, I got to check it out. And I've sent it to him a few times, and he's like, yeah, you know, I feel like I overreacted. Because <laughs> I love Al, but that's what's funny about him. So, uh, big sh- – I think more than um, Ron Gilbert passing and Charlie Watts – um, Fez Watley, uh, rest in peace, buddy. Um, so you don't care about the Rolling Stones at all? No, no, I do. So like when you, okay, so when David Bowie died, I, you're I like, thought, fuck David Bowie. I thought, I thought Mick Jagger's name was Dick Lick and Mick. My dad used to call him that when we grew up. So you didn't give it. So you didn't. You weren't like happy that David Bowie died. You didn't like everyone acting like a diehard David Bowie fan after. Yeah, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Why, Disparaging things. The the Rolling Stones incident that happened with a famous biker club. Okay. That's uh, very, I have near and dear to your heart. Near and dear to my heart, and there's some shit that went down, and it's just, you know, I don't, I wasn't, I like the Rolling Stones. I liked listening to the classic music. Yeah, yeah. I could recognize Rolling Stones songs, and I could differentiate between the Doors, the Rolling Stones. Sure, sure. From a young age, age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, no, I always liked the Rolling Stones. And then, like, like my dad would always call him Dick Lick and Mick. I'm like, who are you talking about? He's like Mick Jagger. He's like, yeah. One time, the music union they 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 had they hired all these people to come on. He didn't pay any of them. He's a fucking scumbag. Well, yeah. I mean, back then, they, half of them were on heroin, cocaine. They were doing uppers, downers, banging whores, banging each other, probably. Well, that's but what um, I was saying. Like, you know, you a guy like Mick Jagger definitely fucked a dude or two because he got so tired of fucking pussy. I guarantee. I it. I, do, I don't doubt that for a second. I mean, a lot of those back then. The rockers where they got a little ambiguous. Like David Bowie was definitely banging dudes at one point, like without question. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was. He, you could tell, tell by the way he dressed. Well, yeah. So you didn't like David Bowie at all? No, no. He had some like. Um, There's more than some what, dude. Back in the USSR. That's the Beatles jerk off. <laughs> uh, well, no. What's the what, uh, money? Money, money, hey, money, money. That's Billy Idol. Oh, well, then fuck, fuck David you're, Bowie yeah. sucks then. <laughs> yeah. no, this is ground control yeah, to yeah. major. There's a million David Bowie sucks. Cool. Well, okay, want to know why Bowie's dope? And this is as someone that, like, he also appreciated, like, a lot of newer music. He, he when, made techno what it is. Well, so this is what's kind of cool. He came across one of my favorite bands in the 90s, one of my favorite artists, and was like, I want to tour with this guy. And his first ever, like, major national tour he had Nine Inch Nails open for him. And he went out there and played with Trent Reznor and shit. Like, that's pretty fucking cool that this dude who was around, you know, at the fucking boom of, like, our, what we know as classic yeah, rock. Nine Inch Nails is cool, but they're not that fucking cool. No, they're cooler than any fucking 303 song. No way. Dude, 303. Dude, and, oh, yeah, and all the listeners out there. So, about 15 years ago, one of the best albums, Want, by 303 came out. Now, 
they're making need, and that comes out in three days. So go out there, pre-order your copies, 303 Ballerado for Have life. you ever met 303? <laughs> I did, actually. Okay, how did you feel when you met them? I was fucking trashed, and I <laughs> was at the end of Warp Tour. No way, you? They were playing Frisbee, <laughs> him and Sean, and I go up to, to, to Nathaniel, Nat, and I'm like, yo, Nat, what's up, man? I was like, I just want to let you know, like, I fucking love your music, and I was like, when's the new album come out? He's like... Three weeks ago. <laughs> she made an asshole of yourself? And I was like, oh, well, some fan. I was like, dude, but like, I was like, I love all your shit. He's like, oh, it's cool. And I went over to Sean, and he was like, you know, throwing the Frisbee. I'm like, yo, Sean, big fan. He's like, thanks, man. And then that was it. They weren't, like, they didn't need security <laughs> guards. They were so tough. That, that's what it is. Or no one knew who they were. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, when we were recording last week, it was the um, Field of Dreams game, whatever. We don't need to talk about that. They're doing great since then. Um, that honestly kind of saved their season, it feels like, in a lot of ways. But a major debate raged after that. And um, we've all seen Field. You've said you've never seen it, right? You're not. Right. Never seen okay. So the famous not a line. Big Costner guy. Well, there, he has some really is good stuff. Is he still like worth the most in Hollywood? No, no, he not that's for, the Rock, dude. He was, he was for a <laughs> well, while. Well, because he also produced and directed so much of his shit, so he was getting the actors cut, the directors cut, and the production cut. So yeah, dude, that guy was a legend. Um, and now he, that sh- apparently that show Yellowstone is supposed to be awesome that he's on. I gotta watch it at some point. But I people, always confuse him and Dennis Quaid. Uh, that's I actually could see that. I I could see that. I was like I was like telling Sam I was like remember when uh, Zac Efron was in a movie? Yeah, I Kevin, do. Co- Kevin Costner buries his son like his son's friend or something and she's like what are you talking about it was Dennis Quaid okay <laughs> what movie was with Dennis Quaid <laughs> I don't know it sucked alright so the famous line at the end of um, uh, Field of Dreams is hey dad want to have a catch alright and now people are arguing do that, that don't have dads like yeah. Dan. Yeah, well, no, listen, I, I did, and I was able to have a catch with him for a while, and now I throw it and it never gets thrown back at me. Um, I just you leave get, a glove. You gotta play wall ball with his gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude, actually, what I do is um, I throw grounders to the pile of dust that he is now. <laughs> then and, I get the you dust play, buster. You play Kansas in the back. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, but people are arguing did you say growing up, play catch, have a catch? And for me, it was always have a catch yeah. because you can't play, you literally, the idea of play. Is it's a game. There's rules. There's a winner. There's a loser. There's something you have to follow. But when you're having a catch, it's just you're tossing it around. Well, like you, you play pool. Yeah, you correct. You, it's you a don't game. have a pool. No, that's what I mean. Like you don't say, "Hey, want to have want to have football?" Like no, no. You could say, "I want to have a catch with the football," but it does. It's not a game having a catch. There's yeah. no like set rule. Like who who did better? Who what did they having a catch? So I heard that, and I'm like, and f- so I looked into it. Like apparently it's a regional thing. Like in the Midwest, they say play catch. But on the East and West Coast, they say have a catch. Yeah, well, that's because sports are great on the East and West Coast. And fuck the middle states. Well, like, I think the only thing... The, well, okay, Packers fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only... Detroit's like, a legacy team. <laughs> fuck you. They are a legacy Shut team. Up. They are a legacy Shut team. I'm sorry up. you don't know baseball pre-Jeter, jerk off. No, Ty Cobb was good. Yeah, when my fucking grandma was a fucking stain. What? <laughs> oh, uh, do, you have a, do you have a sound effect for that? So you're going to tell me you want to shit on Ty Cobb when your building was called the house that Ruth built? Yeah, Babe Ruth is better than Ty Cobb. Debatable. Um, I would tend to agree, but they were for ever and probably to this day are argued as the one and two best players of all time. They were different players. You remember when <laughs> Ty Cobb's baseball bat? My autographed Ty Cobb bat, my prized <laughs> possession. Uh, Ty Cobb autographs are worth more than Babe Ruth's because oh, yeah. uh, because Ty Cobb didn't do as much that kind of stuff. Like Actually, one of those Pawn Star things I came across was someone had a like an old Bible that was Ty Cobb's with his signature inside of it and it was authenticated. 
And he was like, this is probably worth like $32,000. Yeah, no, did, did you see how much the Honus Wagner card just went for? It, the the Honus oh, Wagner the card, two point three mil. It sold for six point one million. Oh, 6. Yeah, 1. the brand new Honus Wagner card. Well, uh, the the new bidder uh, uh, bought it for six point one. Yeah, so what what Upper Deck will do and like other well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, what they'll do is they'll take they call them paper cuts. Yes. And they'll they'll take a legal document and take their signature off of it, authenticate it or whatever, and put it into cards, which is really cool. So there was there was one one year in an Upper Deck they put an Easter egg in there. Okay. One Ty Cobb, one of one paper cut signed. <sighs> And the fucking guy had it and then somehow lost it. Uh, uh, yeah. It made that me, just made me sick to my stomach. I fucked up my, my only Wayne Gretzky rookie card, but it's a Topps one, so it's not that good. But I closed so, the fucking box on it and caught the corner So off. I, I want to ask you, because uh, all this stuff has been coming out about the, the stuff with the trading cards. So Topps is losing baseball. They've, they've had baseball for 70 years. And Fanatics is getting them. And now they just announced NFL and NHL or no, NBA. NBA, NBA are also going to Fanatics. And I, I would have to think that NHL... Uh, I'm kind of hoping in a sense. Wouldn't that... So that would also make all your shit more valuable, I would think, right? Well, so, like, Panini was a, a prime player in... Football. In hockey oh, hockey, okay. For, for a long... Because I, I collect hockey, so I didn't really yeah. know what was going on with the other ones. But uh, they, were, they were really good. I liked them. They had... You know, it was a competition, so like you know, you a set would come out with upper deck, and they had this extreme thing, and then Panini would come out, and they would do, and like they ground break who could have sure. the better cards, and, and it was competition, and it made the value of everything. Of course, it, they kind of produced so much shit when they were competing. That well, that was why drove when you think down. about like when I, uh, my only comparison would be baseball cards and how popular they used to be, and then everyone had them, and then there was no value on them anymore. Yeah. So like, you could go and get your favorite cards, and like they weren't, you weren't breaking the bank for them. Sure. And Upper Deck got the exclusive rights. Okay. So Upper Deck is the only one that produces hockey cards now. Yes. And Panini can, but they can't put any NHL logos in it. Why is that? Because if they do that, then they're breaking the contract. So they can get the rights uh, okay, to the okay. player. I see. So it, like Panini, what they would do is like Capo Caco from the New York Rangers was a second round overall pick three years ago. I did it again. And. Uh, he basically signed a thing with Panini saying that... You're doing this just to fuck with me for now. And he couldn't sign for Upper Deck, so they left... Why is that, though? Because he had to... Exclusive contract? Exclusive contract to Kako's autograph. Cock. <laughs> Cock. And uh, basically, so now that Fanatics is getting bought out, who knows what the value is going to do. Now, I, I saw... I was keeping up with some people that are, like, you know, players in the, car, the trading yeah. card industry, and they're very worried because Fanatics being, you know, this, like... You ever buy something from Fanatics? Yeah, I, I bought, like, merch before. Yeah, yeah, it's, some of it's not good. No, and that's the thing. They mass produce, and obviously that's what they do, but it, because you mass produce at such a level, the quality can be extremely diminished. Well, that's what the thing is. It's like, are you going to... Are they going to do limited stuff? Are they going to... Are they going to be sold in the malls? Because like the distribu the distribution rights to these like the big players like the big card yeah, yeah. online stores and stuff like that like are they gonna get the rights are they even, or is it just gonna go strictly through Fnatic only the website now yeah. where it's like oh you want to get this box you might get something out so, of it because like the distributors are gonna want their hand in there yeah it's just it's crazy to me like because I've you know the, there were two baseball card brands that I knew and it was Upper Deck 
and tops. And tops yeah. was like, you knew if you had a tops, like that was, even if it was worth that dog shit, you're like, I got a tops. Yeah. And then Upper Deck did a little bit of everything, but it was a lot and of. And like, if you have Pro Set, like so many people have Pro Set, and they're like, yo, I got all these fucking baseball. And they're not worth shit. And like, that was so mass produced that yeah, it's yeah. worth jack shit. Yeah, it's funny because I, so when I go to Walgreens, I'll go down like the Funko aisle, and sometimes they have like the collector's boxes of like baseball cards, football cards, and um, every so often I get one like, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe this will be worth something. And because it's just someone that I don't know if they just had a bunch of cards and it says like one in three is a hit, one in five is a hit. And yeah, it's yeah. like five bucks of Walgreens. Oh, let's see what we got out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen them since I last bought them out though. So, like, <laughs> I, like, I went to like a Walgreens over and I, I don't even know what some bumfuck uh, state in, in the United States. And in the front, good of one. It, <laughs> some, in the front of it, it has Alexander Ovechkin's Young Gun Rookie, which is a card that's like fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. And that's the first card that's put in there that you can see, and it's like, oh, you know, three hits per. And it's hit. right there. And it's right there in the front, and the guy's like, he paid a dollar forty nine for it. Have you ever gone in Walgreens and looked at the t- the sets they have in there? What you could buy? I used to do. I used to go to the dollar store, and that was for like a kid's dream back in the day. You get like a stack of cards like this for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And I would just. I have so many useless cards, but like. Back then, I was like, holy shit, I got a Marc Messier card. Little did I know, I know. they made five billion copies. Dude, I remember, it. like, when I got, like, my first, like, pack that I bought myself, and, like, the first card I pulled out was like, yeah, this one's worth a lot. It's Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> and it's when they made, like, a hundred of them, and it wasn't even, like, anything special. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you think that you get one because it's, like, got a gold trim on it. Like, wow, this is worth something. Well, like, my friend who I just went through his cards, he, uh, he was sending me pictures. He's like, I got a gold-plated Mickey Mantle. From, <laughs> no, you from don't. From 1995, and it's like, it says it. It's like a gold. It's from a mint, or whatever. So I was looking up the values for it, and I was like, dude, a mint fucking gold-plated card, maybe, you know. And it's it's literally worth its weight in gold, which is like nothing. Yeah. It's like two dollars and forty nine cents. You can yeah. buy it now, and I'm like, and like whoever he like his his uncle like God rest his soul or whatever. He probably got like ten different one of these mint cards. Thought like, it was worth something. That they're gonna be. Huge and no, and no. Like no. I thought the the Lord of the Rings cups, the ones that they used to light up, they used to buy yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, I have like a Harry Potter one right there. I was like, yo, those are gonna be worth money one no. day. And I went on fucking like eBay, and they're like ten dollars. You get the whole set. And I'm like, dude, those are sweet though. But I, I used to, my dad always used to throw them in the dishwasher. <laughs> so we got fucking the, so the batteries would like corrode. And well, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I think about, I see some of these things like what they're worth now, like. Um, if you remember when Batman Returns came out, right? Yep. They made McDonald's release a set of glasses that you could get, and I had all of them, mm-hmm. and they just got fucking ruined because you run them to the dishwasher or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And now people pay out the fucking ass for those. They were like these. They were pretty cool looking. They yeah, were like almost. Them. They were like um. They, they they had lids on them and everything too. I think I I barely remember them, but I just I had all of them. Like I made my dad bring me every Friday to go get the Happy Meal because I wanted that too. They would release them every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had all of them. And they were the only cups I'd use, so naturally they got fucking destroyed. Um, there's definitely, like, a lot of shit. Like, we talked about a few weeks ago, like the Millennium Falcon, the, the fucking Outrider with Dash Rendar. Um, I'd be interested to see if I ever get all the fucking shitty uh, baseball cards up in my mom's. That were actually, like, they're actually, like, kept, like, stored pretty well. If there's anything in there that's, like, worth anything. But that would also require me talking to my mom. I, th- I would say I would say go get them, and if you ever do get them, we'll go in your living room and we'll do it. Because people think like we'll play oh, Okie Cookie on the expensive well, like, ones. You know, people people think like automatically like if I offer to I offer to buy sometimes people's collections blind, and like one guy's like I have three milk crates. I was like I'll give you 150 bucks. So yeah, all three milk crates. And you, maybe you and get the guys like no, man. I could have like five thousand dollars. I was like it's gonna co- probably cost me more in labor to go through these cards than it is like you have probably. 
are kicking my ass. Yeah, you yeah. 50, you probably get like 50 bucks. Uh, oh, so this is what I want to do at Cooperstown this weekend. So There's um, like fucking 10 card shops around. In, in Cooperstown? Yeah. Uh, no, I really want to, I, I want you to go, I want to walk through there with me. And you tell me, like, something that you think, like, hey, dude, you might, like, this might be a good one to get. Like, and we'll steal it from the Hall of Fame? No, we'll fucking... <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, no, I, I'm not talking from the Hall of Fame. I'm talking, like, the shops that are around I there. I think that Ty Cobb signed So, what, you, you, already looked into, you already looked into card shops well, that are was, up there? My, uh, the guy I work with, he's like, yeah, I took my kid to Cooperstown. And he's like, you could literally buy, like... Like a box like that, full yeah. top of baseball cards for five bucks. How about this? Each of us buys a box this weekend, okay, and then we go yeah. through them. How about that? Well, <laughs> time to do something. Like no, that. no, no, but no, he's no. gonna be the, he's the expert. Like you won't know what's worth shit. We'll uh, neither couple, will I. We'll get a couple penny sleeves, a couple top loaders in case someone makes get something. Hit. Yeah, but um, uh, like. We we'll we'll get something that's. Good. I have a card book like with the sleeves in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a baseball one. It actually looks like a baseball. Don't bring that. I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it now. <laughs> no, no. So, like, we can buy an actual like something good that's out now. Yeah. We can talk to the card shop guy because I don't know much about baseball, but I kind of do know like. What you have the idea about. of what to look for, what yeah, to yeah. ask about, because like, so where the Hall of Fame is, the whole street down there is all different little shops, and there's like some really cool, like unique merch you have, like. Ralph, you know, he's a baseball fan. He got this really cool, like Ted Williams, like Coca Cola thing, like from back. No, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yep. Uh, But it was like this really cool, like throwback thing. And then they have like you could get like you know whether it's autographed bats, baseballs, hats. Like you could find things for the Yankees minor league affiliates to get a Dominguez jersey already and shit. There's all kinds like um there's a a minor league team in Vegas, the Las Vegas Fifty Ones. I bought one of their shirts while I was out there because it's like an alien logo. I'm like so there, but there's also like you'll find random there will be football stuff there will be hockey stuff there'll be wrestling stuff there's all these like dumb little things out there so i'm definitely excited to go explore through those with you to see what you could find because yeah, i feel yeah. like because uh we'll go through the hall and then we could just dick around out there and well, then because i was looking through and like they they have like i think there was at least seven and they're all within a mile radius dude it's literally like you could just right walk there. up and down there's all different ones and they you know they that town makes its entire year on just the hall of fame week and it's crazy during hall of fame week and we're going the weekend before, but there isn't a true Hall of Fame week this year because oh, okay. only family and guests can go to the Hall of Fame induction. It's like 500 people. Like when we went out for the year, oh, I thought we were going the week after. No, I no because it got moved to September this year. Yeah. Um, when we went for the year, Griffey and Piazza were inducted. It was the most attended ever to that point. It was fucking insane the amount of people yeah, there. Sure. And then Tommy Lasorda is at a table, and there's Jimmy Hart next to him. And I'm just like, all right, mouth of the south. <laughs> um, but no, I'm pumped. Uh, I want to get drunk Friday. Go to a good dinner on on Friday night. Um, I, fe- I feel like we're going to end up just hanging out outside the hotel because, you know, a lot of us are going to be smoking, <laughs> burning the whole time. But we'll, I'll bring a, um, I have a backpack cooler. I'll bring that so we can bring the beers right outside rather than going back and forth to the room. Have you been to this hotel before? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. There's a Pizza Hut right by. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we live the highlight in- of your weekend, Pizza Hut? <laughs> stuffed crust pizza, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. A pizza I Hut. That shit. Sam's like, I don't like stuffed crust pizza. I'm like, are you what? fucking kidding me? You should have made her move out. Yeah. You worked at Domino's. What the fuck? All right, so let me see what I had next. There was one thing I want to do. So we're um, by the time we're recording in two weeks is going to be right on the week of the first game of the NFL season, the first weekend of the NFL season. Yes. Um, so what I wanted to run through here was some NFL over-unders. Okay. So these are the, the bet totals. I don't know if you're familiar with over-unders in football, Manfro. Mm. So Vegas puts a line out there for how many wins a team is projected to have. Now, what we will say is under or over, depending on the team, okay? 
So I'm not going to track this, but what we're going to do is I think in two weeks we should end up recording on a Tuesday, and then we'll do the NFL portion Wednesday virtually. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I did get a microphone for my shit, too, cool. like a pretty good USB one. Um, okay, so do you want to go division by division and do yeah, teams? All right, easy, all right. Right. so we'll start with you. May I for name a division in the NFL? North. AFC or <laughs> NFC? NFC. Okay, so you want to start with your Green Bay Packers? Yeah. Okay, so the Green Bay Packers... Uh, over under their win total is projected at ten. Will over. you take? You're going to take the over, Josh. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to smash the over. I think that they're going to end up being the number one seed in the NFC this season. Um, don't know what that means for them in the playoffs. All right, so let's go to the Minnesota Vikings, who I think they're potentially one of these teams that could have the COVID vaccine stuff really affect their season. Um, you've already kind of seen it with Kirk Cousins, and they just re-signed Everson Griffin, who when he was on the Cowboys last year, he tweeted out, like, Kirk Cousins' ass. <laughs> <laughs> he had to come back and apologize. The Vikings are nine. Nine win total. Josh, over, under. Uh, I'm going to hit the under. Under. I'm going to take the over simply because in a 17-game season, they do have some decent weapons in Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Um, I, you know, they hit 10, they're in, so I'm going to say over on the Minnesota Vikings. I say that as someone that fucking hates the Minnesota Vikings, and I especially hate Kirk Cousins. Um, the, <laughs> okay. Next, we have the Chicago Bears. Seven and a half. Over. Yeah, over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Um, they are going to be starting with Andy Dalton on the season, um, <laughs> which is, I, you know, he's serviceable. I think he's a good backup to have for sure, but he had crazy weapons on the Cowboys last year and couldn't do dick. And now he's going to the Bears who, you know, Allen Robinson's one of the most underrated receivers in the league, getting Tariq Cohen back. And they have a good defense, so I'll take the over on the Bears as well. Um, next, we'll move to the Houston, uh, the Detroit Lions, four and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over on that. That's, yeah. that's super low. I'm, yeah, I'm taking the over. I think they're <sighs> under. You got Jared Goof now, dude. I, yeah, I fucking hate Goof. Um, <laughs> I do love some, I love me some Dan Campbell. I think they're going to be better off when the backup goes in. Yeah, that's distinctly. I love Dan Campbell as head coach. He's fucking hilarious. I think that they're going to be one of these teams that they're going to play super competitive, but they just won't be able to get over the hump in a lot of the games. Yeah. They're a four-win team to me, so I'm going to take the over on the Detroit Lions. Where did Patricia go? Matt Patricia he went back as a special consultant to the New England Patriots. Uh, uh, Josh, name a division. Uh, NFC South. NFC South. Okay, who do you think is the favorite to win the NFC South? The Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the highest projected win total, according to Vegas, at 12. Under, over, 12. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me the under because fuck them. Manfro? Mm. Mm, who else is in the division? The Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers. So they have two games against each. Mm, I guess I'll go with the over. I'm going to take the under. I think about 11 wins. I do believe in the Super Bowl hangover, even though they have all those guys coming Wait, back. 14? 12. Oh, 12. 12. I'm going to take the under. Um, they have the second highest. They have the highest uh, projected win total in the NFC at 12. Um, but I believe in the Super Bowl hangover, even though pretty much every starter is back. There is something to that mentality of like, oh, we won it already. Why can't you anybody know? just hit fucking Tom Brady clean? They have, and he just he doesn't get hurt. No, he just <laughs> falls down with it. All right, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you think has the second highest win total in the division, Josh? The Panthers. No, the that would be the New Orleans Saints, projected at nine. Yeah, under both their quarterbacks stink. Taysom Hill? Uh, no, I, I do believe it's going to be Jameis. Famous Jameis is the quarterback. But he got laser eye surgery. Yeah, and he's looked very, very good. Um, 
Sit nine for the, the over. I'm going to take the over on the New Orleans Saints, and it doesn't have as much to do with Jameis, although I am a believer in Jameis. That is a very, very good defense in New Orleans. So I'm going to take uh, over on the Saints at nine. All right, so the next team, uh, actually both teams, the Carolina Panthers, seven and a half. Atlanta Falcons, seven and a half. Panthers, under. Under. What do you think? Panthers, under. Um, yeah, I do think that Darnold will actually be decent with a real, like a coach that actually knows how to do it, some better weapons around him, a team that actually is going to try and build up around the young quarterback. Yep. Um, so I'm going to take the under on the Panthers, though. Atlanta Falcons, Joshua. Uh, I'm going to fucking super kick party the over because <laughs> the, the Falcons overachieve with new coaches. Uh, the last four new head coaches they had, they had not, they have not had less than 10 wins. Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I'm, no, you, you are right, but... No, not this time, bro. Yeah, give me you, you had you had a much Kyle younger Pitts. Matt Ryan both those Kyle, times. Kyle Pitts and fucking Calvin Ridley. These guys are ready to play. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's good. He is good when he's healthy. Bro, Kyle Pitts has looked fucking insane. Oh yeah, he's he's. Julio Jones is gonna tear it up this season for them. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. Um, I think their defense is gonna be atrocious. I think that Ryan is on the back end of it. Matt I think Ryan. I'll take the over, but I think they're not winning any more than eight. Under. Eight. Like I, th- I picture them being like eight and nine. That's how I see it. Well, I mean, you won't even get to be five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man! It's, now it's officially fucking. Kirk Cousins is gonna have a better season than Matt Ryan. No, Kirk's cousin might, but not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, I'll take I'll take the over on the Falcons. I think eight to nine is fair. I don't know if that's overachieving when seven and a half. Like I think if you get more than two of your projected, so yeah. if they get nine, it's overachieving. But all right, uh, so uh, name a division. I'll pick a division this time. I'm not gonna pick my own. Um, I'm gonna go NFC or AFC North. Okay. Um, so who do you think has the highest projected win total in the AFC North? The Browns. The Baltimore Ravens have the highest projected win total, 11. Okay. Manfro, over, under, 11 wins for the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Uh, All right. Well, who was it? The, ba- <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens, 11. 11, under. Josh? Under. <sighs> yeah. I, it's so weird because I thought last year they did take somewhat of a step back, but they're another team where it, people listen. You may not like it, but the COVID vaccine stuff is going to create issues this season. You're already seeing it. Lamar Jackson has had COVID twice and still is like clearly one of these guys that isn't going to get it. Yeah. And what's going to happen when you have to be isolated from your teammates? You can't be in practices. Potentially forfeit a game and a paycheck. That'll create a rift. Um, I'll take the over on the Baltimore or the under on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so you said the Browns you thought would have the highest. They are second highest, ten and a half. Smashy over, smashy over, smashy over. Cleveland Browns, uh, twelve win team this year, I think. What do you think, Michael? I take the over on them. Yeah, I'll take the yeah, over. Yeah, I really like the Browns this season. I think they're going to be pretty damn good. Um, and you know the Steelers last year after the really hot start started eleven zero and then really started to fall off. Um, eight and a half wins. I'll say over because Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. And even though I think Ben will have another one of these things where he starts out hot, but I don't think he can hold up anymore. Offensive line is bad. They got Mason Rudolph, dude. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Hodges also. Um, I, I like them on the over, I think like 9 to 10, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to take the over too. It depends on Ben down the stretch. Um, How he holds up and the offensive line, which is, I mean, Najah Harris, I think is going to be a really good running back. But the offensive line, will they be able to open holes for him to actually go from four yards a carry to four and a half yards per carry? Something they, The Steelers couldn't run the ball last year, and the Steelers don't win without running the football. So I'm going to take the over on the Steelers. Michael? I'll take the eight and a half. Over. 
Over? Okay. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, six and a half. Oh, under. 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 Jesus Christ. Over. Over. Six oh, and a half. I, I, think, I think that Joe Burrow is going to come to his own. I Well, listen. He... People, this is where I get annoyed. As a you know, we took a quarterback I'm in the first round last Cincinnati year. Cincinnati Bengals fans, I are you? Go with you well, they're, they're going to be very disappointed because um, <laughs> Jamar Chase has not looked good in camp or in preseason. He's had seven targets in the preseason games. He has six drops. This is a guy that won a fucking uh, won, almost won a Heisman a couple years ago. I can't uh, believe Tyler Eifert still plays football after that. I know. His leg was upside down. And dude backwards. broke his broke his back on top of it. Um, there is. Is he playing this year? Who Eifert? I believe he is actually. Um, when it comes to Burrow, we got really hyped up about his rookie season, and he couldn't throw the ball deep. He couldn't fucking complete it in the end zone. He played pretty well. I think he's just he was a lot more raw than people expected coming out of college. But he has moxie, and you can't really teach that. That's not something that can equate. I haven't, to. I haven't seen any of these teams' strength of schedule, but I think that they could they could definitely. The, they have a head coach. Seven, their head coach is atrocious. Yeah, well. So I think that the Bengals are probably a three to four win team, and then they're going to be like, maybe we need to get a coach around. And they they took Jamar Chase because they wanted to get more weapons for Burrow, and they're like, oh, it's his teammate. And they did nothing to approve the offensive line that got Joe Burrow hurt in the first place. The biggest mistake they made Dude, was that not kid was running for his life. Yeah, he got his fucking ass kicked. So I'm going to take the under on the Bengals. Josh, you're taking the under also. Oh yeah. All right, so. Now I'll go to my division. Or like, you know, no, Josh, you uh, you picked first, or no, you picked first. So pick another division. We did AFC North, NFC South, AFC North, NFC West, NFC West. All right, who do you think would be the favorite in the NFC West? Who's uh, in the NFC? West? I knew he was going to say. Do you know the teams in the division? Uh, who, the Rams. Yes, the Rams are the favorite at ten and a half. Cooper Cup. Um, so ten and a half on the Rams. New quarterback Matthew Stafford in uh, Los Angeles. I love the over here. I love the Rams this what, season. What is it? What is it? Ten and a half for the Rams. Ooh. I love the over. It's a really tough division, but I love the over. I love the Rams this season. I love Matthew Stafford this season. I think he's going to have an MVP type year as long as he's healthy. Yeah, he's he, not beating Aaron Rodgers for the MVP. I don't think so. I, I said MVP type. <laughs> I didn't say win the MVP. <laughs> uh, I put some money on Stafford to win the MVP because the odds were good enough. But I do think Rodgers will win it. But ten and a half on the Rams. Um, I I love their offseason. They just traded for Sony Michelle from the the Patriots as well. The kid's uh, a horse. Dude. And uh, although he, you know, there's some actual concern about his medicals if the trade will actually get approved based on physicals. Um, but I I think Stafford fits the the, the system that Sean McVay wants to run out there perfectly. I will smash the over on the Rams. I think they're a one or two seed this season. Yeah, I'll go with the over. Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Next, uh, a tie for the uh, NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers at 10 and a half games. Uh, 49ers injury ravaged all last season, you know, coming off the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, J- they have not named a starting quarterback yet. It seems like it will be Jimmy Garoppolo, but if they come out tomorrow and say it's Trey Lance, I will not be shocked. But no matter what, it'll be Trey Lance's job before the end of the season because Jimmy Garoppolo cannot stay on the field. Uh, so the 49ers... Ten and a half, over under Josh. Under, under. I think uh, Kittle is going to have a sweet year. This he year. always does. Yeah, as long because as he's healthy. Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw to the receivers. Yeah, no, he can't. Um, <laughs> ten and a half on the 49ers. Give me the over. I'm going to take the over because I think first off, I think when he's on the field, if he's healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo will play pretty well. They're getting a lot of guys back. They had so many big injuries last year. They had the Super Bowl hangover on top of it. Is Alden Smith coming back? No, 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 no. So I'll take the over on the 49ers. 
Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks. This is obviously the best division in football, yep. the NFC West. Um, the Seahawks at 10. Oh, take the over. Manfro? I'm going under. Going under? Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to take over. I think like did you see uh, them uh, fall apart last year. They did after they after Russell out. Wilson apart. was unbelievable in the first few games. They were like they were calling for Russell Wilson for the MVP. He was killing it, and, and then, then they just fell apart. Well, as they, a team they became so predictable. It was literally oh we're going to run up the middle for three yards and bomb it thirty yards downfield, and it was easy to defend. Russell, I'm not taking anything away from Russell. <laughs> I have my own beef with Russell Wilson because he beats the Packers all the time. Yeah, but, but he <laughs> yeah. fucking oh the Packers had their number the last couple of years. Remember that playoff game? Oh, I remember the fucking, I was stuck on the George Washington Bridge and I listened to the game and they lost it in like the last fucking two minutes. I was like two years I'll ago. take the over on the Seahawks as well. So that's real, realistically looking at, well, we got another team to cover in the, the NFC West as well. Hold on, I'm getting to it. taking the overs on everybody in this fucking division? I, I, yeah, I mean, literally look at it last year. The Rams were in the playoffs. Um, the Seahawks were in the playoffs. And for some reason, I'm forgetting the other team. Oh, the Arizona Cardinals are not a bad team at all. They were right there. They were 9-7 and seven last year. The Arizona Cardinals this season are 8.5. It's possible. Over. In, in, in Over. This, in this new format, it's possible for an entire JJ division to Swat, make the playoffs. JJ Swat, baby. Now. Yeah, a whole division could make the playoffs. Um, Is yeah, D-Hop playing? Uh, yeah, he's playing as far as we know right now. Chandler Jones, even though he's asking for a trade, is going to be back from injury. I think that Kyler Murray's going to take a huge step in year three. Dude, they're fucking that guy, Buddha or whatever the fuck is Buddha Baker? Buddha Baker is sick. He's an animal. So I'm going to eight and a half on the Cardinals. I think is low. I'll smash you over on the Arizona Cardinals. They got a good running back, didn't they? They got somebody. Oh, they got the guy Connor from fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. John Connor. Yeah, dude, no, James he's Connor. He's, he's serviceable. <laughs> I'm a friend of Salah Connor. All right, so you said <laughs> NFC. West, Josh, pick a division. Uh, let's go. Okay, so the NFC. Let's go NFC East. NFC least is more like it. Garbage <laughs> division. Uh, so uh, under, 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 under. I'm going through it. The team that has the highest win total is the Dallas Cowboys at nine. Oh, under. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. Oh God. What a fucking division, man. I was making fun of Dan for going over with everybody in the last division. But it's, <laughs> I think we're going to be under here. I'm going to take the because. Uh, uh, I really like Dak a lot, but yeah. there is some real concern about his shoulder right now. Yep. Uh, they have been consulting with both the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees about his throwing mechanics because um, there's something going on in his shoulder. And generally, when I first heard that, I was talking they to... They uh, should not be going to the Yankees I, about that. I, I, <laughs> well, I, it's just the idea of mechanics more yeah, so. I, I know, and, but they should... Well, I remember, I remember talking to Justin when I first heard that. I was like, dude, when I hear that, that makes me think labrum, shoulder labrum. Because yeah. you, if you get the mechanics and you go to more of a three-quarters delivery... Child labor, too. Child labor? La, la, labia? Remember, child labia? Remember what happened the last time an NFL team came to the Yankees for something? <laughs> Who was it? Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez. Butt fumble? Oh, yeah. you trying to teach him to slide? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he butt fumbled. So, that was, that was Girardi, though. Uh, it was. I am worried about Dax. Brent Boone would be like, I just do what they tell me. They, they have a sick <laughs> offense. I think CeeDee Lamb could lead the league in receiving this year, um, but I'm going to take the under on the Cowboys. Are we all taking the under yeah, on them? To. All right. So, <laughs> Who's the fucking backup that's Mike terrible. McCarthy is a dog shit. Yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll. Well, no, Andy no, Dalton. No, 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 no. Benaducci. Oh, Benaducci. Yeah. Uh, Danucci. Danucci is the name. Ben Danucci. Ben Danucci. All right. So the next team is a team that won the division last year. The Washington football team at eight and a half. Ooh, With Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback now. It's, oh, I'll take it's a over. fucking shame that last year one of those teams made the fucking playoffs. Hey, and they actually played pretty well in the playoffs after Alex Smith got hurt. They were, they were this close with uh, Seattle. They almost beat. Or the Rams. They almost beat. I think it was. Who, did, who ended the Steelers' winning streak? 
It was one of those teams. The, the Washington football team ended yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the Steelers fucking, after that, they could not. They were not, never back. the same. So I'm going to take the over on football team at eight and a half. I think they were like nine, yeah. nine win team, yeah. nine and eight. Wah, wah. <laughs> nine and eight sounds so weird. What, what was their record last year they made the playoffs? It was like they won five games, I right? think it was eight and eight. No, they were. Oh, it was less than that. Let's see. Hold on. I think it was like s- they might have won six. I think it might have been seven and nine. It might have been 2020, 2020 NFL standings. Let's see. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was terrible. that division was terrible. No, it was awful. Uh, let's see. So I don't think the national football, football, seven and nine, they won the division. Yeah, oh. so I'll take the over just because I think I really like their defensive line. Mm-hmm. I really like their offensive line. And Fitzpatrick, that you know, he's got to make the playoffs at some point. Who? Uh, Chase Young? Yeah. Oh, he's an animal. Terry McLaurin, he'll be throwing it too. Fits his system I like that well. Guy. I like Terry um, But they're another team where I'm worried about the vaccine stuff because they have like one of the lowest ones. And Ron Rivera's called them out a bunch. So I'm a little, that is a concern I have. But eight, I'll take the over on Washington. Nine wins, I think, is fair. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? For over or under eight, uh, eight and a half? Under. under. Okay. Next up, we have the New York Football Giants. Seven. You got to take that under. Six and ten last year. I think seven is probably about where they end up tops. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. I don't think that they've done anything to improve the run. Well, I mean, they got Kenny Galladay, who's at least a good – he's a good receiver. He's a very good receiver. Kenny Galladay is not going to fucking stop Daniel Jones from fucking fumbling. Kenny Galladay was only good because he had Matthew Stafford. Just well, no, that. not as, because here's the thing, though. He made he helped Stafford out, too, because he's one of the best 50-50 ball guys in the league. And if Jones is going to throw him up there, and if Jones can stay on the field. Jones can't throw him up there, though. Jones We've seen him. Stinks. Well, what's funny is he had a decent rookie year, right? He was solid his rookie yeah. year. Sure. Horrible last year when he was on the field. Um, I, I don't like the tongue waxing that New York media has given Joe Judge for his tough practices. Like, they had a chance to win the division last year, and they choked down the stretch. Yeah. And he was supposed to be the special teams guru, or the special teams suck. They had a good defense last year. It was a top 10 defense last year. Defense should be decent, but they've already had some injury issues. I'm going to take the under on the Giants. I think they're five wins, five, six wins. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. They got Kyle Rudolph, right? Yeah, he just came back from injury. Yeah, All right, Philadelphia Eagles six and a half over. Uh, under. <sighs> under. I'm going to take the under. I do like Jalen Hurts. I think Hurts is going to be decent. Who's their coach now? <laughs> like, you know. Honestly, if I don't know, I can't believe they fucking they ran the first ever Super Bowl winning Dan coach. Quinn. Out of town. Yep, Philadelphia Eagles. I can't believe I'm not remembering who the coach. Uh, it's a, when you type it in, uh, the first thing that comes up in Siri knowledge is Doug Peterson. <laughs> Still, no, the, the, the Nick uh, Nick Sirianni. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Nick Saban. I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> the, the Eagles, and no offense to you, the Eagles are the fucking. I can't even call them the Mets of the NFL because they never won a championship before Doug Peterson. The, the Mets have at least won two championships I think, before. I think the, uh, but this team is so hilariously inept over the course of their entire history. They finally win the fucking Super Bowl. And, and two th- years later, they run the coach out of town. Yep. Are you yep. fucking kidding me? Because he said, I don't want the owner getting involved, and I have an issue with this GM because he's forcing things on me. Yeah. He said, all right, we're going to take him over you. I, I think they win the division. Good coach, Doug Peterson. The Eagles? Yeah. You think they win the division? That, I mean, well, listen. Well, look at who they're fucking playing against. I yeah, but they were so. I, I okay. I'm not actually going to completely rule it out because I like Hurts, and when I see the interviews with him, he has the kind of attitude I want in a quarterback. And he didn't play terribly last year. And I like Devonte Smith a lot, the <laughs> Alabama receiver. Think about how many fucking drop balls Aguilar had. Oh my <laughs> god, terrible! And uh, they got some young kids coming. Up. All right. Be good. So next, we'll go to my division, um, the AFC East. Uh, Buffalo Bills, eleven wins. Mm. 
over. Under. I'm going to take the... I feel like it's a step back here. Like, yeah. they had so many things break perfectly. I don't think it's going to be... Uh, yeah. Like, I 10 win, Like, 10 yeah, wins. Yeah, I think I could see him losing a win. I could see 10... They won't... 10 in, I don't uh, think they're going to do the same shit they did seven. last year. I feel like that yes. was one of those teams where no, they kind of came out of nowhere last year. Yeah. Do you see Josh Allen completely duplicating what he did yes, last year where he was I absurd? Do. I don't. I see him continuing to play Very well. good. Very good football. Yeah. I, maybe not at the same level, but my 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 reason for the Bills step back is going to probably be a little bit different for your reason for the Bills step Back. What's that? Uh, I think that the Patriots are unfortunately about to take another huge step forward and reclaim their spot. Mac Jones, who? I don't. I don't agree with that. I think they're another team. You've already seen the Cole Beasley stuff going on. I don't. Sorry, you kept up with all sorry. the vaccine stuff. He's put out all okay, kinds of. The Falcons are the only 100% vaccinated. Well, do you know why they are? Cole Beasley they, was a fucking third down option that they fucking he, they wheeled him in once in a while. He make a couple good. Plays. What are you talking about? He had almost a thousand yards last season. He had the most third down yeah, receptions watched, in the league last watches, year. You watch all of his games last year. He's he, a slot receiver. Yeah, yeah. But you need a slot receiver when you have a quarterback that had the uh, the most higher risk throws in the year last year. But Cole Beasley. Stephon Diggs is a stud. Oh yeah, he's the best route runner in the league right yeah. now. Stephon Diggs. No, Devontae and, Adams. Is you take that back. I'm going to say 1A, one, 1B. One 1A, one 1B. One um, I said last year when you were arguing with me about Julio, I said Devontae Adams is the best route runner in the league. Stephon Diggs made Josh Allen last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made him. He, he caught so many balls that weren't great passes from him. They fit perfectly. I, Their chemistry was great. I but don't see Josh Allen regressing, though. I don't think he's going to. Okay. Regression is, is a little overstated here. I think that when you did what he did last year where he was like, I finished third in MVP voting, and he took the most dramatic step forward a quarterback we've ever seen from where he had more turnovers and touchdowns his first two years to now throwing 42 touchdowns, breaking the franchise record, rushing for seven uh, touchdowns on top of it. A regression is 35 touchdowns, which is not really like that. Dude, we've seen Aaron Rodgers put up 50 in the next year, 41, and you want to call it a regression? No, it's just it's leveling out the playing field. It's the division getting better. It's the matter of health. They were very healthy on that front last year. And the Cole Beasley, literally, their players, Cole Beasley, their offensive linemen, their defensive players, were arguing about vaccines on Twitter. And that is, people can say whatever they want, that is going to impact teams this season. And Cole Beasley right now, in five-day protocol because he broke the COVID protocols for the team because he's unvaccinated. So He's getting at that age where he's turning into Wes Welker. A Hall of Famer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Bills, I'm going to take 11 under, I think, like, that's probably right where they are for me, like 11 and 6 kind of team. Sure. Uh, You're saying over. Okay. Uh, Next up, Miami Dolphins, 9 and a half. 10 and 6 last year. My team, obviously. Uh, they 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 squashed that whole issue with Xavier Howard, right? Yeah, he got his contract. He got his money. All right, I'm gonna take you over. <laughs> yeah, under, over, over, and win the division. <laughs> and no, dead ass serious, and win the division. Jalen Waddle looks like the fucking truth right now. Looks like the second coming of Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones, like meshed into one. I'm super pumped for him. Um, they went ten and six last they need year. A couple more draft picks and they'll be okay. Uh, they have plenty of them still. Not this year. They have plenty of them still. Um, year they'll be okay. But this their year. their defense is going to be really good again. Um, I think their offense will be better this year. Uh, I think they're bringing back Albert Wilson, bringing in uh, what's it, Will Fuller from Houston. They actually have a deep threat now, uh, which they didn't have. And as long as they keep everyone, it's going to come down to offensive they line for Will me. Fuller, the yeah, fifth. they got Will Fuller the fifth. Yeah. How long yeah. until his hamstring blows up? Well, it depends on how many PEDs he's on this season. Um, but regardless, um, that guy is a fantasy 
dreamboat. Oh, yeah, because he just catches 30-yard bombs every time. I lost him last year. That cost me my Yeah, when he got suspended, he'll be out the first game. But I'm going to take – I think that I don't think they're going to be worse than 10-6. and six, So I'm going to take the over at 9.5 with Miami. I'm only Miami. taking the under because I don't, I don't trust in Tua Tungvaloa. You should. I don't. You're going to see this year. You I should. I hope so. If you th- if, I hope if, so for your sake because I, I didn't see anything that made what me – What do you mean? Whoa. He went 6-3 and three as a rookie. He went 6-3 and three as a rookie. What is not to see there? Six and three. Isn't it more about what? And his stats, what do you have? He had uh, 12 touchdowns, three rushing on top of it, five interceptions, six and three. That's what I don't get. People wanted to cocksuck Burrow. Yeah. Who he, and Burrow was significantly worse than him. Well, Burrow was running for his life. And so was Tua. Tua took more hits than anyone. Yeah. And Bur- do you got to think, Tua was coming off a massive hip injury, didn't have a true offseason in training camp. We'll see, Dan. You'll we'll see. see. You'll see when he wins the MVP over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay. Wait till no, next season when Aaron Rodgers is the wait Dolphins till, quarterback. Aaron Rodgers fucking breaks his collarbone in the first <laughs> That's actually a possibility. <laughs> um, so, next up, so next up we have the New England Patriots at 9.5 along with Miami. Oh, over. Under. Under, under, under. Cam Newton is going to be the starting quarterback until he gets hurt and sucks. Yeah, he, which... And I don't think Mac I Jones... Mac his, Jones ain't it. I just want to see his pretty little I, I think he could be, dude. I Based on what? Listen. Who? Uh, tell me, tell me... Okay, Who? I want you to answer right now. Yeah. Who? How many draft picks of the New England Patriots in the first round from 2012 on are on the team right now? Who? Probably none, but... Three, including Mac Jones. But Who? See, here's my here's my thing with this team, is that uh, I've cursed myself into fucking them always being good, so I got to ride with Belichick. Who? I said this... I picked them to win the division last year. Who? It's over. Because you want to know why? Mac Shut Jones. up. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because Bill Belichick is one of the worst drafting GMs in NFL history. It can't even be argued at this point. His draft history has more misses than hits, yeah, more massive busts than booms. He's a terrible you, coach. No, at, no, he's if, a great coach. Terrible the, GM. If you look at all those quarterbacks in this draft, though, Mac Jones fell so far that, like, he almost had to take him in that spot. But he, okay, here's the thing. He didn't fall far. He suddenly boomed up all of a sudden because the 49ers were putting out smoke screens. I do think Mac Jones can be good, but it's going to come down to does he have that thing that Brady had that no one else in NFL history has had, mm-hmm. being able to run the efficient offense where you're dollars. not taking risks, where you're banging Giselle. Like, <laughs> can he stay healthy? That's the most underrated thing about Tom Brady is staying on the field. The biggest thing for the uh, for the Patriots last year was their offensive line was terrible. They did not improve it. They didn't get significantly better weapons on offense. They brought in tight ends, who uh, Jonu Smith, who was decent in Tennessee, but he wasn't some fucking stud. So now we're putting expectations on a kid, and Cam is done. And Cam is locked. Cam is actually in the COVID protocol right now because he breached it. And Belichick is pissed off. Yeah. So I Mac has looked very good in camp, but there's a big difference between camp, preseason, and when the lights come on, and when teams are actually going to throw you blitzes up the middle. And he's looked very composed. And if anyone's going to be able to run an efficient system where you don't really have to take risks, we've seen it with Brady in, in, in New England, where it's just, oh, look at the efficiency, and the guy's open by six yards. He just dumps it down. He goes for another four. He dumps again. I I don't. I honestly think that the what you're seeing with the loss of Brady, you saw it last year, was all those misses in the Patriots drafting over the last 10-plus years were eventually going to catch up to you. And we saw that kind of thing happen when Brady was still there for a little bit until they started getting back to Super Bowls and things like that. But it was Brady carrying them. They didn't have this great defense. They were bringing in guys from other teams, and Belichick knew how to make them work because he's such a brilliant guy. But when you don't have Tom Brady, and no matter how good Mac Jones is as a rookie, he ain't going to be Tom Brady. So I'm going to take the under, 
it's really going to come down to who the quarterback is because I don't think Cam Newton has shit left anymore. He'll probably start good again like he did last year if he is the starter. And then what happened? Exactly what I said when he had, he lit up Miami week one. I was like, wait till he takes a few hits and see how well he's throwing the ball and running it. And what happened? I love Cam, but he just he can't hold up. He took way too much of a beating, and the referees did not protect him when he was young. I never saw a guy take more unnecessary hits and not get a single flag for it. Aaron Rodgers is rookie so, year. So uh, no. under on the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers oh. didn't play his rookie year. No, well, no, you, you, aren't you a rookie when you start the no, game? No, rookie's your first year in the league. Oh, well, when he first played. When he first became a starter. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> didn't he go 6-10 and ten his first year? He didn't get any fucking calls. Uh, yeah, I know. No, I'm pretty sure he went ten and six. As no, his first year they missed the playoffs. It was they missed yeah, the playoffs and they were gonna, because they were on the cusp. The last game of the season, and I think it was against the Steelers or somebody. They fucking gang banged him after he threw the ball away, and they laid on him, and it was like blatant passing or, or uh, roughing the passer, and they didn't call it, and then it cost him the game. So I got to run it through here, but the year he took over, uh, that was back. when Favre went to the Jets. He took over. And then that was the year that it was the Cardinals-Steelers Super Bowl, and the Steelers won. The next year was when, uh, what was the fucking Super Bowl the year after that? I'm not, I'm not even remembering. 09? What was the 09 Super Bowl? Wow, it must have not been that good if I'm not remembering uh, it. Maybe Colts and Saints? Colts and Saints was 09. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Then 2010 was Steelers-Cardinals. or was two, uh, 2010 was Steelers-Cardinals. 2011 was the Giants winning their next one, yeah. and the next year is when the Packers won the Super Bowl. And then they then they went had their best season ever, and then lost to the Giants, cocksuckers. Um, let's keep get to the next team in the AFC East, the New York Jets. Six under, under, under. under, under. Oh my God, I, I love how I'm I'm dude. I'm trying so hard to get Richie to flip out by texting him all the horrible things that are happening in Jets camp. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going so with. I was it. like thinking about this in the car when you think of a rebuild, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in in sports, it's it's very. Fickle, you know? Yeah, sure. A good team like the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. They have like a lot of money, fan base, or whatever. They had two or three years where they were, you know, mediocre at best. Yeah, at best. And like, no, at worst, honestly, they were mediocre and they just missed the playoffs yeah. one year. <laughs> and like, they fucking what they did was fucking. They traded Chapman, Andrew stopped, Miller, stopped up on draft picks and stuff, and traded prospects. And, yeah, and traded away his guys at the end of the season. They rebuilt and then. Two a year later, they had fucking Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and they came back and they revamped the whole. That's a rebuild. Well, the guys they got specifically, I know what you're talking about, was in 2015 they, or 2016, they traded away Andrew Miller to the Indians and they traded away Araldis Chapman to the Cubs. And Cubs that, won the World Series. That and that produced Glaber Torres and Miguel Andujar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so that's, that's like a rebuild. And then I was thinking, like, there's a lot of teams in these leagues that it feels like they're rebuilding. Every year, and the Jets are just like one of them that like well they yeah. rebuild and they can never turn the well, corner. Well, this is why, and there's one constant: you can fire GMs, you could fire coaches, you could draft quarterbacks, you could sign free agents. But when the ownership is toxic, it will always trickle down. Yeah. And Woody Johnson doesn't know what he's doing, but he thinks he knows what he's doing. Poor ownership always ends up trickling down. It doesn't matter. You might have a year or two where it doesn't really happen. You saw it with the, the Marlins a couple times. Terrible owner, but they 97, they win the World Series. That offseason, he trades all the guys away that won the World Series. 2003, wins the World Series. Josh Beckett, um, um, Miguel Cabrera, all these guys, what does he do? Trades them that offseason. So, and of course, in the Marlins, Marlins have only made the playoffs twice ever, won the World Series both times. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's what I'm saying is like, there's so many teams in like, the, like hockey yeah, I watch a lot of hockey. Yeah, so yeah. There's like the Ottawa Senators. They have like, the, you know, they were terrible. But a couple of years ago, they rebuilt and they had a 
pretty solid team. And then yeah. They traded away their captain, and then they fucking fell right down to the, the gutter again. But then, like, every couple years, the teams turn it around. The Jets, I, I just... Well, a in football, I feel like once you're you're bad, and like you, like you said, the ownership, I just feel like there's nothing that you can do unless you get, like, a really fucking solid, like, stud quarterback or something. Well, if you hit on the quarterback, that masks a lot of warts on top yes. of it. But even when you're com- you you can compete with a very very good quarterback, but you're not gonna you know win Super Bowls and shit. Well, one of the big things in the NFL is everyone you know we 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 drool over first round picks, right? Yeah. But the teams that are in Super Bowls and win these things, they hit in the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth rounds. Matt Flynn and Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, third round pick on Matt on uh, Russell with Matt Flynn on Russell Wilson. But look at where Tyreek Hill. He wasn't a first round pick. You look yeah. at these guys that come out of nowhere, and that's where teams you know a fir- this is what's funny a first round pick that booms you may not necessarily win anything but a first round pick that bus could fucking wreck you in the top 10 raiders raiders over and over and um but with the jets you look at they've been a terrible drafting team on every single front they have not drafted a skill position offensive player that made a pro bowl since like Keyshawn johnson yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. That's not even an exaggeration. They've not been able to get one in there. Um, you know, they had the run with Rex, and then they fucked that up on top of it because it, rather than build around the strengths of the team, they're like, oh, we're going to sign Plexico Burris. We're going to sign these big Santonio San Holmes. first-round quarterbacks has this team had that is not on the team anymore? Like Sanchez, <laughs> Sanchez. Darnold. Fucking Gino was a second-round pick, but still high draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you could have taken someone else, I mean, and you're talking, think about it. The team that built on the defense: Kyle Wilson, bust. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, bust. Vernon Mo- Golston. Vernon Golston. Yeah, had Darrell Revis, right? They drafted him. Yeah, Darrell Revis, great, the hit, hit, Hall of Famer. But uh, you look at um, um, Mo Wilkerson, good player. Boom, busted for him ultimately. Yeah. Um, there was another one, another pass rusher that totally fucked up. Safety, Calvin Pryor, uh, the Louisville Slugger, bust. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Adams on the Seahawks, bust for them. And he was good for them. But the Jets are in a constant cycle. They don't like paying their guys. It's a, it's a matter of draft picks, free agency failures. You know, the years when they surprise you, the next year, like, oh, they're going to be better. Like the year, first year Todd Bowles was there, went 10 and 6, but then they had the blow up in Buffalo that Richie drove up for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to I see didn't that think mis- Todd Bowles was that bad of a coach. He just, his, per- I still think he's going to be a good head coach. He was, his personality was not made for New York, and that does make a difference. Yeah. You need to be able to handle the media in New York, and he was kind of talks like this, and, you know, yeah. and then that. You got to, you, you got to, Joe well, test. why do you think <laughs> Rex Ryan, besides, you know, going to back-to-back AFC championships, he knew how to play the media, yeah. and that's part of it out here. And that's where I, I feel bad for Zach Wilson, well, New Jersey's because I don't know how he's going to do with that. New Jersey's a democratic state, so they'll believe anything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to bring politics into this. You know, the funny thing about the Jets to me, and I bring this up, I feel like, one, you know, once a season, is that, you know, forget about, uh, like, you know, league best players. Sure. They don't, they don't even fucking care about their own good players no like if you go to if you go to metlife stadium you look at the you know you have the, the jets ring of honors on top and the giants uh-huh. ring of honors the lower one the giants ring goes all the way around jets have like four players on their ring of honor <laughs> yeah <Vinny Testaverde>. yep <laughs> no he's not on there no he's not <laughs> fucking wayne krebet joe namath and probably two other guys from the i think uh, Le- 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 the i think lavernius coles yeah. is on there yeah. And probably Curtis Joe, Joe, and and, and Joe Klecko probably. Yeah. Oh no, they put um Curtis Martin in. Oh, Curtis yeah, Martin, right, yeah. Right. He All was right. better on the Patriots. He was better <laughs> on the Patriots. All right, let's move to the AFC West. Yep. Kansas City Chiefs, twelve and a half. 
obviously. Over, over, smash it. They're going to be disgusting. They rebuilt the offensive line. I don't know, but like Patrick Mahomes is getting injured week four. No, he's not. No, uh, he's not. I want to hate them so bad. But I, I, I like, I like, I like Mahomes so much. I do I, like I him. I do like him. And I like Andy Reid. I don't like his son. Huh? I like Andy Reid. I like Mahomes. I fucking hate Travis Kelsey and his stupid fuckboy haircut. Tyreek Hill is like beating his fucking kid, and he's so awesome to watch. I know. He's football. insane. He's insane. I, like, uh, so I like any wide receiver that, that goes, beats their girlfriends. <laughs> that goes up for the ball and is like, I don't know if it's an IQ thing or something, but any wide receiver that goes up for the ball and will come down on his head and has reckless abandon for his body yeah. is fucking unbelievable. And, this and he's guy, a little dude. This guy will run down, run down the field faster than anybody else and jump higher than anybody yep. else. And he doesn't care where he's landing. He's coming down with that And he doesn't really ball. get hurt either, which no, is crazy. No, no. So That's because he steals his son's soul. <laughs> uh, are we all taking the over on the Chiefs yeah. 12 and a half? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I have I this rule. I have, gonna, the, I have this rule. I won't. Chad Henney's going to do great with them this year. I won't hit an under above. I won't hit an over above twelve, and I won't hit an under below four. But it's the Chiefs, and but, I think they're going to be pissed off this season. But it's a seventeen game s- season, which is the which is a new thing. And if you think about the skill position yeah, players that they have, if games. any of those guys miss a game or miss two games, do they play the Packers? I don't know if they play them this year. I'm going to take the under just because. Okay. All right. You know, and I, I and I don't think it's going to be a drastic under. I could see them winning 11 and still winning the division. I think they go 15 and two. So what was oh. it? it was 14, 15 and two. It was 14 and a half. No, 12 and a half. Oh, it's 12 and a half. 12 and oh, a half. Yeah, I'll take 12 and a half. Over. I think 15 and two. I think they completely rebuilt the offensive Actually, line. Actually, take, un- take the under. If they win 12, then I'm still right. Yeah, yeah, correct. You're not wrong. I mean, it, okay. Next team in the AFC West. Los Angeles Chargers nine and a half. Oh, take the under. Why are we giving them nine? Because games? everyone went nuts over Herbert last season. They Fuck think he's head coach. Yeah, I know. He's, he had this great sophomore slump. He looks good. He's gonna be good. And he lost. Slump. He lost. He lost. Want to talk about fucking? I don't see it in Tua. Well, how did Herbert do against the Dolphins when Tua played? Who outplayed who? Tua outplayed Herbert because he is the better winner. And I'll take the under on the Chargers seven win team. Fucking Tua's gonna turn into fucking Eddie Lacy. If he, what, he's gonna get fat? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. He's Hawaiian, so maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take the under on the Chargers. Uh, Manfro. Wait, so what's it, what is it? Nine and a half on the Chargers. Nine and a, I'm taking under. All right, Denver Broncos today pissed off Taylor, named Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback over Drew Locke. Why would that piss him <laughs> off? That's because he wanted Drew Locke. Because he wants his guy, his homegrown right, guy. That's fair. You know, I can't be. I'm not a Broncos fan. I'm not inside All Taylor's head, but. It, from the outside looking in, Bridgewater's the better quarterback. I'm still mad yeah, at LA for what he, he did to the fucking Packers. Dude, you've seen two Super Bowls. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear Packers. So this is the thing with, with Packers fans and teams that we've never seen in our lifetime our teams win he a came, Super Bowl. He came close. No, he can't. No. <laughs> I would have rather got blown out than come close like that. Yeah, dump the gas. <laughs> they dumped the, they, yeah, they dumped the gas in the first half. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. They, ice. So I, I was having a conversation with a it friend of mine. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> the highest fucking quarterback rating in the history of the Super Bowl. People say he lost the game. No, he didn't fucking lose the game. But he didn't win it. Well, that's what people say. Aaron Rodgers lost the game against the Buccaneers. I go nuts, too. Yeah, but he didn't win it. No, yeah. and honestly, I blame Rodgers more for losing that game than I do Ryan because oh. you picked off Tom. Tom Brady three times, and all Rodgers could do was put up 24 points. 
Mm-hmm. You know how many you know that, passes I, he I fucking, I, it's game. so easy to be an armchair quarterback. Not, 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 for, not for Matt Ryan. No, fuck off. <laughs> he took the sack. Okay, have you ever been a fucking quarterback in the NFL? Have you ever played quarterback in the fucking Super Bowl? Uh, honestly, he in the, took the sack. He took the sack. Fuck you. I think in the fourth quarter, it looked like Matt Ryan never played quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan. He's green. <laughs> um, all right, so we said under on the Chargers. Uh, next team up in the AFC West is... Oh, we said the Broncos already. I'm going under with the Broncos. I'm going to go under. I think they're eight, eight and nine. Wait, who are we on? The Broncos, eight and a half. I'm going to take the under. Good defense. I think they're going to run the ball. I think getting rid of Phillip Lindsay was a massive mistake. I love oh, yeah, Phillip Lindsay. Uh, I'm going to take the under, too, but I... Eight, I enough. think eight wins. Yeah, I think yeah, eight yeah. wins, yeah. All right. The Raiders. I fucking hate that. Seven seven is the total. Under. I think that they may be the worst team in the league this year Jesus. besides the Houston Texans. I think the Raiders are going to be horrific. I don't think Gruden makes it to the end of the season. There's a lot of teams going over. that we've gone through so far that I'm like, uh, over, that's a little Iffy. bit generous. Iffy. But given them a seven fucking, seven wins you said? Yeah, seven. Seven wins? Well, they won nine last year, and so I think they're kind of looking at, and seven, two two wins drop-off is massive. Like, usually you might get an extra game, like one full game from what you were last year, game less, half a game. You know, like the Jets got more than they won How last they year. How did they win nine games last year? Anytime I saw them, they off- their offense was good. Their defense Darren was Waller's terrible. But this is the crazy, Darren Waller's a stud. They had a great offensive Four line last sober. year. He is? Yep. Good for him. They, they had a great offensive line last year, right? Josh Jacobs was running it well when he was healthy. They got rid of four of their five starting offensive That's linemen. That's another thing. Josh Jacobs, I love the guy. Can't stay on Can't the field. Can't stay on the field. And now his offensive line is worse. They Raiders win. Murray? No, I don't think so. No, he was on the Saints last. Oh, okay. uh, Latavius Murray, right? He was the Saints <laughs> oh, yeah, backup. He started his career with um, Raiders. Yeah, I was going to say, he was a I think, and then I think he went to the Cowboys. 10 years after that. ago. <laughs> I know, he was on the Vikings, too, Latavius Murray. He was on the Vikings. Over over the place, yeah. I think the Raiders win three games. I think they're going to be fucking horrific. I think they go with the over. Uh, all right, we'll see about that. They're definitely a bottom five team for me. I think them. Uh, the Jets and uh, a couple of the teams well, in hold this on. division. Well, we're about to get to the final division in this matchup here, and this was the uh, AFC South, which is led. Uh, let's see who the favorite is here. Wow, this they're not that high up. Uh, the Titans are the favorite in the division, actually tied for the division in the AFC South at nine. Mm-hmm. The with Titans the, with, the Colts? with the Colts at nine. Give me the over for the Titans. Yeah, I think ten. 10 is accurate. I'm going yeah. with the over with the Titans and the under with the Colts. I'm going to be interested to see. I don't think that the loss, and this is not a slight against the Falcons, the loss of Arthur Smith will be that dramatic because he lost his offensive coordinator the year before that um, in Tennessee and Matt LaFleur, who obviously went to the Packers as the head coach. So we've seen Tannehill make that transition no problem. Yeah. Um, but you did lose some key weapons. Their offensive line wasn't great last year. Their defense wasn't great, but they tried to make improvements. They I think lost te- some key weapons, but they got the key yes to weapon. What's that? Julio Jones, baby. Yeah, yeah okay. He's let's coming see. back. He's coming back this yeah. year. Yeah, we'll see. Let's, let's see him I stay love, on the field. I love that they sent him to a team that I could give a fuck less about because I can fair, keep rooting for fair, him. Fair, fair, fair. I can root for him for the rest of his I, career. I want to see. I would love to see Julio get a ring like he should have at 28-3, but. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. If he wanted a ring, he would have went to the Packers. What, in a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do, Packers, Packers are my Super Bowl pick this year. Okay, I well we're gonna get to those later, so save those. Um, the t- so you're taking the over on the Titans. I'm gonna take the over on the Titans. Manfro nine. Over on the Titans. All right, so they're tied with the Colts at nine. Uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback. He's healthy now. He's, Ish, maybe. Well, he he. I saw a video of him. He's running no problem. Sell, yeah. sell, 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 sell. 
I love I love Frank Reich. Yeah. I love the defense. The defense is sick. Man, if, he, if Frank Reich was what Gar- Carson Wentz on that MVP track, but Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, I want to take the over, but I'm going to take the under. I think they probably are about nine wins. I think it's about it. Yeah, I'll take the under, too. Uh, Wentz has got to prove that he's not They got Jacoby been. Brissett still? Brissett? Uh, no, he's the Dolphins' backup now. And T.Y. Hilton stinks now. Yeah. yeah. Um, he went from like a like a 90 overall yeah, to like a 78 in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the final judgment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to take the under on that. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half. I'll give me the under. Under. And I, lo- I love me some Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I like Tre- Trevor Lawrence too, but who the fuck does Urban Meyer think he is? Over. Yeah. What gives him the right? Over. <laughs> Under. You're going to take I, the I, over? I, yeah, just because Tim Tebow blessed the locker room. <laughs> oh, I saw Troy Aikman got roasted for saying the impact that Tim Tebow made on the locker room. And other players, are, uh, like former players, like I talked to guys in the locker room. They were pissed he got even got signed at all. Yeah, all the blo- <laughs> Remember fucking Brandon Jacobs was like, I'm going to come say all the defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah. All right. So the last one here, Houston Texans, four. Oh, that, uh, that's my rule. I can't take that under. I'm going to take the uh, over all right. on that Deshaun one. Watson? <laughs> yeah, but no, he's not playing this season. It's not official yet, but he is not playing this season. He's not even practicing with the Who's team right backup? now. Oh, I forgot. No one uh, you want playing quarterback for you in the NFL. Geno Smith? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I guess I'll take the under. I'm, I'm going to take the O, first ever 0 and 17. NFL team in history. I'm dead serious. Uh, you know what? They got all that, all that like shit going on the in, in the background. Isn't there a fucking GM like a, a priest? Yeah. <laughs> he's not. No, he's a, a life guru, a, a life oh, coach. A life guru. That's li- what happens li- when you let the inmates run a the life asylum. Co- yeah, <laughs> you got in trouble for that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to go 0 and 17. Um, legitimately, they might luck into a win. But I don't think they're winning more than one. I, they're going to be really, yeah, really they're gonna bad. Be, they're going to be horrifying. Isn't yeah. Andrew Luck coming back and playing for them? No, but today's the anniversary of Andrew Luck. Uh, your birthday two years ago when we found out, like, we were all celebrating you, and then we all were devastated about Andrew Luck, and I think it was <laughs> Shelby was like, I just took him in the fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fucked over a lot of people. You sure did. But uh, All right, guys, let's wrap this some bitch up. Um, we're going to have a good time at Cooperstown this weekend. Yes, sir. Manfro, happy birthday. Yay. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks uh, on the first week of the 2021 NFL season and followed by our live stream which we'll get details on. Peace out Jizzbongs.